0: Welcome to the first ever NEPA Scene podcast. Uh, I'm Rich Howells. I'm the uh, editor and founder of NEPA Scene. Uh, it's a uh, arts and entertainment website, uh, brand new to the area. It's only been out for a few months, and uh, we kind of wanted to start this podcast uh, to uh, to talk about some of the topics on the site and to kind of go off a little bit on uh, on some other topics that uh, you know we don't have the chance to get to. Um, we have uh, two other people joining us today. It is uh, Marky Denenbaum.
1: Hi, can you introduce yourself, please? I'm Marky. Den- well, I'm not Marky, so I'm Mark. So I'll be Mark. Okay. From from the from, the, for the from now on. Yeah, except on like social media and amongst my family, I'll be Marky. Um, yeah. What else do you want me to say? Well, introduce yourself a I
0: little just, bit. Uh, talk about who you are. What do you do around here?
1: Um, I'm I'm Mark, <laughs> and I'm the. Uh, the, the, the owner maniac extraordinaire of 25, eight. And, uh, that's about it. We can, I mean, we'll probably get into like more of the bibliography of ourselves later, but as of right now, I don't, that's it. That's all there is. Okay. I'm just a name.
2: You do a lot more than that.
1: I do. He's very high. I do.
2: You 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 speak very.
0: Uh, I was expecting your intro to be a little bit longer, but I no I, I understand. no.
1: I, it's not. A, I'm not as. I, I don't think I'm as self-absorbed and and vain as probably most people think I am. <laughs> so yeah, I like to keep it pretty modest and just be like, I, yeah, it's me. Because I mean, you know. You're I don't know I, yeah, I'm Mark. That's it. That's all. I, that's all I've ever wanted to be. Just Mark. You know. <laughs> All right. And then
2: I am Lauren Corolico
1: All right. And spell that please.
2: Q-U-I-R-O-L-G-I-C-O.
1: Yeah. If you look at it on a on, a, on an index card, no one would ever figure out that that's how to Nobody say. Nobody ever does. No.
2: And that's that's a fun game to play with people. Yeah. Corological? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> the G is silent.
1: Which doesn't make any sense. It's
2: fine. Don't worry about mm-hmm. it. All right. Uh, I am a native New Yorker, recent gypsy transplant to the area. And uh, I've been here for a year and a half learning all about the Nipah scene and just absorbing it all as I uh, work in various stages of the production world.
1: It'll be nice, too, because she has a good she has the outside view. Absolutely. You know what I mean?
0: what, what is your uh, what is your initial take on uh, on the area?
2: It's so quiet
0: in comparison. <laughs> Just like we are.
2: Yes, quite. No. <laughs> well, I, I, where I come from, it's, uh, it's loud. It's very loud and everyone is very fast. And it's, it was very different to come here. And it was a different pace, which I appreciated very much at that time in my life. And uh, I just kind of grew to love the lifestyle out here. And there's a lifestyle here. there is it's a discernible lifestyle and i've recently traveled to 23 different states in the united states and uh it is unique to this particular area
1: the area is oh the way the lifestyle the here lifestyle. is unique to
2: to here to, i haven't found this anywhere else that i visited
1: because it's bizarre like this whole area is just and not like in a bad way it's just really it's uh,
0: it's it's like a like bizarro world in, yeah, in, like
1: it doesn't make sense. Like people who come here are very like, what is this
0: place? Well, it, it has its own uh, lifestyle. It has its own culture. It has its own language. Um, has it definitely its, has
1: its own language, yeah.
0: has its own uh, uh, arts and entertainment scene, for sure. Um, you know, I've uh, to, to give you a little bit of, of my background, uh, you know, I've been a journal, uh, professional journalist for uh, five years now and uh, you know i start. i worked my way up the uh, the chain so to speak you know i was a freelancer for a while um, then i uh, became i was a, a staff writer at a, a small uh, scranton newspaper and uh, then i was uh, promoted to the editor of uh, uh, a large uh, arts and entertainment publication in the area i did that for about two years and then i was laid off uh, so at that point you you know, you, you work your way up the chain and you hope there's some sort of future or loyalty there, but in, apparently, but in you know, journalism, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not the case. Um, so hey, remember that
1: guy that did all that good stuff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get rid of him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's pretty well, you know, it, it boils a lot down to, uh, to office politics and things like that. Um, you know, it's, uh, and it's, it's just unfortunate, uh, that the air one of the other things about the air, which I'm sure we'll get into a lot is, uh, you know, it's all in who, you know, and who you're connected to and who you're related to and things like that. And, uh, you know, that played a role in it, too. So, uh, you know, unfortunately, I'm one of those guys that I only know people, uh, you know, just from doing doing my job correctly and not because I'm related to somebody. So,
1: I mean, did it did it get to that where it was like, you know, literally like who you're like oh like my my, my nephew is going to come in and, and do a much better job than you or yeah. is it like
0: yeah more or less it was it was more uh I, I was replaced uh you know by a personal friend instead of someone who was you know uh who had you know worked at the job and had earned the job you know I I, I wasn't uh I was but there, was, but there was
1: no malice on like your friend's behalf was there it was just like I have an opportunity Oh, on my fr- no, no, I, no! You were, no. You, oh, you were replaced by a personal y- friend and of the boss. Oh, yes. Okay, yes, of the boss. All yeah. right. Well, that I thought. I thought you were replaced by a personal friend of you. No, a, no, no, nothing like that. In fact, I was like, somebody's not going to get a Christmas card this year.
0: <laughs> In fact, what's interesting is that um, you know all of the friendships that I've made all the over the years, all the connections that I made, all of that paid off when I started PA scene. Um, that it, it was, it, I, I tell people uh, a lot that it was, uh, the whole thing was built on goodwill and that's essentially, you know, how I feel about it is, um, over the years, I had seen, you know, the when you work in the system, uh, you start to see its flaws and you see, you know, how things are biased or how people favor their friends and they they write about them and they don't write about, um, you know, other parts of the community that, you know, deserve to be written about and stuff. And, uh, you know, my goal was always just kind of to play fair and to go down the line and, and to. Uh, you know to to give to tell those stories that nobody else was telling you know I, I, when i when i worked for a smaller paper you know we were going up against you know the, the biggest paper in the area so uh, the only thing that we could offer was uh, doing things differently and doing them better and, uh, you know, doing them in a unique way. And we saw that, you know, they had certain political connections and things in the way that they did things. So we tried to, uh, you know, uh, toe the line and, and you know, do, do things in a more fair and non-biased way. And that gained us a lot of friends and a lot of connections and things like that. And that led into my arts and entertainment reporting was the same way. You know, any, I, I tried not to turn anybody down. If somebody said, Hey, you know, no one else will talk to us about our band or no one else will talk to us about this, uh, you know, weird musical genre. And, you know, it's, it's too non-mainstream for the papers to talk about then We'll talk about it, you know, let's do it. So I've kind of taken that and and brought that to any PA scene and, and, uh, a lot of the digital things that I wanted to do because, you know, the papers around here are kind of a very...
1: Um uh, what's the word? To- <laughs> how, how am I going to get out of this one? <laughs> the- how how do get traditional media?
0: Yeah. Tra- right. Traditional media is exactly that traditional and they can't think outside the box, especially when it comes to digital. Um, you know, they, they don't understand that things need to work on your mobile phone and look, look good. And that, um, you should be embedding media and you should have, you know, streaming music and videos and things along, you know, as a supplement. To the the you know the writing that you're doing and that you should be thinking in in more digital terms. You should be focusing on social media more, stuff like that. And uh, a lot of the changes that I wanted to make, I couldn't make because of certain corporate ties or or certain people who just didn't want to listen. And uh, you know, I spent years sitting in meetings and and giving presentations and writing extensive reports and emails trying to convince people of things. And now. Uh, any PA scene is completely independent. So I'm just able to just do what I want and immediately put it out. I don't have to wait for a publication date. I don't have to wait uh, to put it on a page and, you know, have, uh, somebody in layout, screw it up or whatever, you know, we can put things out in a presentation that I'm proud of and, uh, and do things, write things the way that we want to write them. If, uh, if somebody says fuck in an interview, they could just, we could just print fuck, you know, like something (laughs) as simple
1: as that. Not colon asterisks.
2: Yeah,
0: exactly.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know, we could just, or expletive
0: fiddlesticks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, we, we could just and we could just present things, you know, as as they are. And that that's that's been that's been a lot of fun for me.
1: Well, I saw like, didn't you guys. Um, did, did you just do an article on a social state? Recently,
0: yeah, yeah, within Ed, the Ed, last
1: month or so, yeah. And Ed was, you know, if anybody knows Ed, he'll 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 drop a bomb.
0: Yeah, the whole band did, and <laughs> you know, it was funny because at that point, uh, I was about um, the the this this I founded the site literally the day after I got laid off in July. And, um, I built it for about two months in the background and didn't let anybody know that I was doing it because I wanted it to look great and to impress people as soon as they saw it so that it wasn't just a bunch of, you know, coming soon and, oh, here's what we're going to do type of stuff. Just, you know, we're, we doing it. So, you know, did it for about two months. And then when I launched it, um, you know, immediately got this great response. So a month in, uh, we did the social state story and it was one of the first really big big in-depth interviews that we did. Cause I wanna show people that, you know, we can do, you know, different kinds of, of content. You know, we can do your tiny little blog posts and your reposted press releases and your embedded videos and stuff, and that's it. And just have that for those people who have maybe a short attention span or they don't have the time to read something that's 10 miles long. But, you know, for those people who are looking for something more and they want something unfiltered and uncensored and just, you know, the whole interview as opposed to it chopped down to how it's going to fit in a little column space, uh, you know, Social State was one of the first ones that I wanted to do. And it just it worked out well because uh, they were doing a show here at 258 Studios. Was, um,
1: wait, was, it was so was that like, was that like a really like seminal moment in your life where you're like, oh my God, I get to print an expletive. Yeah. Well, you know, it, 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 it as simple as it sounds, as, it's sim- like- as simple as that sounds. Yeah. Cause,
0: uh, you know, it's, it, it's funny because uh, my life kind of went full circle. I was a, a blogger originally. And uh, that's kind of how I got into writing. And I kind of honed my skills a little bit. And then, you you, you know, they tell you to, to sell out and get the corporate job and get something that has a steady Wait, so they paycheck. they tell you to do that? Well, you know. It, and not, and not w- whether, so many words? Whether or? it's people in college or whether it's your parents or whether it's, uh, you know, relatives or whether it's, uh, you know, friends or whatever. They say, well, you could do this and be broke, you know, be a broke artist or, you know, you can get a steady paycheck and have benefits. Go with that that. So, you know, so I did. And, you know, Like I said, you know, they, that's how they repay loyalty, essentially, you know, you, you you give five years and that's all you get in return. So, uh, immediately (laughs) I went, I went back into blogging, you know, and it's funny because what I did was I, I essentially said, well, there's a, now it's funny because newspapers are bleeding money left and Mm -hmm. right right and closing, closing up shop. Whereas bloggers, now it's a booming market. It's completely different than it was years ago when I had first started blogging. So I, I said, you know, OK, why don't we combine the things that are going on with blogging and do those things well and then take the things that I learned in journalism in five years and take, you know, how you uh, put an article together and, and, you know, research things and stuff and don't just put stuff out, um, you know, like some of the blogging community tends to do. They blog and then hope that it's right. And, you know, we'll correct I, I, it later. I if mean, it's is not. it
1: is it them, you know, having the and I'm not trying to you can chime in whenever you want, Lauren. Oh, and especially. Whenever somebody wants to chime in, Jimmy. Oh yes, you, yeah, Rich, J- Jimmy's totally hanging out in the background. About Jimmy,
0: well, I didn't, I didn't forget about him. I thought he was just going to hide there in the background and not say anything. No, he's not the sound effects guy. He'll where it's like,
3: like we. <laughs> <laughs> where I'm pretty good at a good fart noise. <laughs> wait, was movement. that like it was yeah was that like a, a like what a was baby a, elephant could be a squeaker or just a squeaky toy or a squeaky fart? That's yeah that's um, that, that was a, that was
1: definitely like a miniature <laughs> elephant. Jimmy, do, do, do you want to again? introduce
3: yourself? Uh okay. wait, wait,
1: wait, do the squeaky thing again. Okay, now go.
3: Okay. <laughs> My name is Jim Reynolds. Um I work here with Mark at 258 Studios. I run the audio side of things. The stud The stud yeah, um, I record bands, record podcasts. Podcasts. <laughs> podcasts that's the first, and um, any any kind of audio work for movies, for commercials, for surround sound mixing of concerts, any kind of thing audio related. And during the day, I teach at Mid Valley Secondary <laughs> Center as a tenth grade English teacher. I teach world literature.
1: As <laughs> as he should. Yeah. Yeah
3: and uh yeah well well,
0: jimmy's a smart guy i've interviewed him a bunch of times and he's always been he's always been a pleasure to talk to
1: what's jimmy like to interview he's he's hilarious he's very funny are you
3: funny yeah he's very not subjective
1: (laughs) 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 what was your first interview like with jimmy what was Uh, it for I, I think it was for the push, I think. Was it?
3: I, I believe think so. so. Yeah. I
1: think
0: that was the first time we talked. I believe, I think it was that. right
3: around mm-hmm. the time you got hired or not shortly after that, mm-hmm. when the push made its big debut. Yeah. And let the world <laughs> in on our secret. Our 10 year secret. <laughs> <laughs> Our 10 year inside joke. Was that, so was that your first, what did you, so
1: you knew, did you know Jimmy before you interviewed him? Uh, kind like, of. Did you know of him or just yeah, knew, I knew him? I
0: knew him through other people and stuff like that. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend knew him for, for years, you know, before Oh, did that. you guys
1: go to school together?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, and, and I knew him through just through, you know, the, the, the music community around here is, you know, everybody knows everybody, you know? So you interview enough of bands and you front enough people on Facebook and stuff, and you start to see the same names pop up over and over. So yeah, I'd seen them a bunch of times.
1: So what was it like having Jimmy? I've always wanted, I mean, I basically interview you every night
3: at the house, could, I'm curious from like a, from a journalistic perspective. I mean, I could, I could definitely give my side of the story, but I'm just curious. Sure. Yeah. Rich has to say. <laughs> Why do you give your side of the story? But wait, yeah.
1: wait, I want you to, can he give his side of the story and yeah. then we'll see if it matches up to your side of the story? Absolutely. Absolutely. All, right, go. All
3: right. Well, I just remember being introduced to Rich and he started asking me questions about the band and just like... You know, my friend and I usually my friend Tim and I usually talk with the band, we have our own humor that goes along with it, and it sometimes comes across as being very pompous and arrogant, which is the point for us as a humor. But we didn't have to explain that to Rich. We just spoke as though we, you know, we were on top of everything because we are. And Rich just <laughs> understood the joke all along. We never had to explain it to him. So, right Right from that point, I knew, wow, this guy is pretty pretty sharp. <laughs>
1: Because he has a sense of humor. Because he has a <laughs> sense of
3: humor, and you don't have to dilute it or break it down into points and tell him literally what you're doing. Oh, did oh, you, that was did you know that that
1: underway. was going to happen or did you think that it was like these, the, the, this guy's a pompous ass? No, I, w- I was,
0: I was prepared because, uh, I always do as much research as I can before an interview. Um, you know, so I look up any interviews that they've done in the past. So I don't ask them the same <laughs> questions
3: over and over. Most or, of your interviews are done by each other on the internet, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. We had our own podcasts even before podcasts were a fad or even invented, I think. Before the <laughs> oh, iPod man. even came
2: out. Before they were invented even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, the push has always been ahead of everyone on everything for that matter. Well, they so still start. everybody yeah.
3: follows what we do, right? Like we just set the the curve. Yeah, exactly. We set the bar, right? And everybody just follows. So mm-hmm. right. it's up we to them to it. jump know over. What to it. Call it, which later became podcast. <laughs> Insert pushing forward joke Karen. Exactly.
0: Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they. So he walks out and you're just like, that's, wow. Okay. Yeah, I'm no, that's, about what, that. That. that's
0: what I expected. And it's kind of what I hoped for because uh, the, the music is so funny and tongue in cheek and everything that it needed to come across in the article that way. So the more that they were able to talk like that, the easier it was to capture their personalities in that and to kind of add that, you know, bombast to it and everything.
1: So. So, I'm just thinking about like...
3: When I read the article, I was like, wow, he cued in on the perfect words. I believe one of the, my favorite things you talked about was... No, you talked just, about... Well, it was, <laughs> it was something like, it was a sentence. The sentence doesn't even matter. It's just the way you worded it, it ended with McDermott uttered be underneath his mustache or something like that. <laughs> McDermott
1: uttered
0: behind his mustache.
3: Something like that. You oh, that I was mean?
0: Uh, that was in the review that we did the f- we because I, cause I a- after I did the story I did a follow up review of
1: the actual show itself. Right, right, right. That's still one of my favorite rock shows I've ever been to. It was
0: just, just yeah, it was great. Just to let you know, mine too. And and uh, <laughs> yeah, and then then I I I, I, had, I had described the way that Tim had said something.
3: Right. Yeah. yeah. I I think we loved it so much that Tim went on and made a picture of a mustache. Yeah. And it said something about you know. Making Dermot utters behind his mustache, There's something to that effect. It's online somewhere on our website or Facebook, something there. Behind his mustache. Behind his mustache. Right. Yeah, it was. He's very clever, and he like picks up on the right was, words. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The mustache was a curtain, and yeah, that's a, so, so to speak. <laughs> 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 the
1: mouth of the mouth of Oz comes from mm.
3: the voice behind it. Is yeah, yeah, because of the mustache. Know. Yeah, that's but hysterical. You have to shave off to actually see Oz.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait. So, go, okay. So, I have after leading into gym I have I have a question for you, and feel free to to chime in because at any point during anything, because I think you have an interesting view on the corporate world. I have that. Okay. <laughs> and then him coming from you know in an in inside like so like tr- like trying to be a journalist, mm-hmm. right? And, you know, I I don't think journalism has the same connotations it does, like, you know, since like Cronkite or like even Dan Rather. I don't think they have changed a lot. Right. So, I mean. To me, like, were some of those guys like your heroes and were some like at least their integrity? Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean,
0: uh, I, I when I came into it, um, you know, I was so new that I was just kind of winging it and hoping for the best. Cause when, when I had first gotten the, the, the staff running job at this newspaper, um, I was just being thrown into things. It was real trial by fire. Uh, I was like, okay, today you're going to cover, Uh, you know, these people who just lost their homes at a burning building. And then the next day you're going to cover a murder trial. And then the following day you're going to be at city council just covering an everyday meeting. And every day it was a new challenge. And it was like, you know, it it wasn't, can you do it? It was just like, here, you have to go do this and that's your job. And that's just the way it is.
1: But being that it was such like a small publication comparatively, Mm -hmm. I, 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 you weren't really like there was no real like overlord on like what you
0: were doing. No, it, that was at a at a better time in the company right. where, where you know we didn't have uh you know we didn't have the big corporate overlords that took over in the last like two years. It was it was a little more free and we were able to kind of do things the way that we wanted to do them. And uh, for the most part, they just kind of funded the thing and let, you know, me and my editor who, you know, was a peer of mine, was a friend of mine from high school. um, So we were both the same age. We both had the same vision for the paper. So we were able to do a lot of the things that we wanted to do, which was, uh, you know, rare opportunity in that type of world. And so, yeah, we were we just uh, I just kind of I never even looked at what they were doing. I just kind of did it and then it would come out the next day. And, you know, either my stuff held up to theirs or I did it in such a way that, that people liked how I took a different angle with it or something. You know, like a lot of the city council meetings, people really liked that we, we took a middle of the road path and they felt like uh, the competition was doing a little too much favoring of the mayor at the time and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, we try to play it more middle of the road and, and, you know, get all the
1: different perspectives, especially the citizens that a lot of them were ignored. Do you, do you think that from a, from a, from a journalist's perspective? perspective. It's better to, I mean, it's, 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 it's a good idea to be cordial, Mm. but it might be a bad idea to make friends. With people like, especially like in politics, or well, with politics,
0: I always drew drew the line. Um, you know, I, I didn't you know a lot of people they, they didn't friend any of those people on Facebook. In fact, I would block them. You know, for the most part, so I didn't have to you know see anything that they were doing or anything like that. And I didn't want to. I didn't want that to bias my opinion of what they were doing either. You know, they might say something on Facebook to their personal friends that has nothing to do with what they're doing in council chambers. You know, right. I think we should be reporting on you know what they're. Doing there. What they're doing there and what they're what they're getting paid by the city for, you know, what they're mm-hmm. what they're doing with our tax dollars, things like that. So, I mean, I focus so much on on that part of it, um, and and especially in uh, like the citizens that came in. A lot of them, uh, you know, some of them, yeah, they're 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 crazy, infamously crazy, <laughs> you know, to the point where you know there's YouTube uh, videos with you know thousands and thousands of, of views of all the crazies that they would get at these meetings. But there were some people that were legitimately they just had a major issue that wasn't being addressed by, you know, any of the newspapers in the area. So we would take those on and do them. Uh,
1: I mean, do, do you, do you think especially like, I remember when city, like I was living in LA at the time and city council meetings were like you, Lauren, you weren't here for this, but like, Jimmy was.
3: I could recap Mm. it for you. I made a DVD (laughs) of the best of Scranton City Council,
1: (laughs) my friend. It's at the house. Every (coughs) time, every time. It's amazing. Oh
3: my god. You could turn it into a television show, a sitcom.
1: (laughs) But but the thing is, is like so like I'd live in I'd be living in LA and 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 you know, every now and again you'd look up like the Scranton City Council meetings and then people would say to me, They're like, you know, what's Scranton like? And I'm like, You gotta watch this video. (laughs) And I'm like, that's pretty much it. But, but I I mean, it was, it was a humorous take on like what Scranton really is. I mean, Scranton really is, it's, it's a bunch of hardworking, you know, creative, you know, amazing people. And if you take, if you take the amount per capita of crazy, Mm -hmm. probably any city has the same amount of right. Crazy people.
2: That's gotta be relative. Well, yeah.
0: When I, say we made friends, uh, to, to give you an example, um, you know, former commissioner, even just recently, uh, you know, ran into, uh, my old editor who's, you know, out of the business now. Well, he helps me with the site here and there and he still does some stuff, but, uh, you know, full time he does, you know, he does right. other things. And, uh, he said, he said to him, you know, I always appreciated that you guys were fair and you played in the middle of the road and you didn't, you know, you didn't have any sort of bias or anything. I always appreciated that about well, there was you no guys. agenda. Right. And that was the thing is that we, we had nothing to gain. There was nothing that would have helped us personally in any way by doing anything differently than we did. So we just did the job the way we thought it was supposed to be done. And, you know. They, they appreciated that to the point where they liked the paper and they promoted the paper and they kept telling people to pick it up and that sort of thing. So it was goodwill in that sense, it wasn't you know, and there was no exchange of of favors or money or anything like that. You know? but you kept, the, but you kept the integrity there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and there was always a distance. You know, I, I didn't, right. you know, frat going over them mac and cheese at yeah, their house. Absolutely, yeah. no, no. I, I don't think I saw any of them outside of unless it was like. You know at, at some public you know event or something like that you know arts on the square type of stuff you
1: know? do, do you and either either one of you can pop in like my world kind of revolves around the unreality of things you know what i mean like movies and tv mm-hmm. and like you know that's why i started my like you know you know basically we we, we create illusions and it seems like you know like when movies and, and and music and stuff and maybe you can chime in on the music thing jimmy when like when like artists were, were kind of like left to their own devices, mm-hmm. they kind of made magic, you mm-hmm. know, other we like, we wouldn't have someone like, and, and I think there's like some sort of Renaissance with that right now, not specific, like with the, uh, like Birdman mm-hmm. or, you know, movies where it's just like, you know, Hey, we're going to give you a couple bucks, go do what you want to do. Right. And it gets like critically acclaimed and it's, you know, stuff like that. Like the Avengers, like they or like even Marvel, what Marvel's doing now, where they're getting like good mm-hmm. filmmakers Right, You know, that, that, that appreciate and respect the material to do it. And without having the corporate kind of vice grip involved, I mean, yeah, in, you, in can, doing what you, you do, can find that balance and that, that definitely find exists
2: because you bring up an interesting point. Have either of you ever read, um, Jean Baudrillard or Carl uh, Zizek or anything? Okay. In this the- is,
1: okay. <laughs> let me, let me preface everything. We're going, Lauren is the in-house brilliant intellectual intellectual perfect thanks okay. so most of the stuff that lauren brings up it, my jaws on the floor and i'm like i don't get it
2: i'll abridge this one
1: okay go. okay no no no. I, like i want you to do like it It, i love every time you do it because i'm like who what
2: okay so you, Jean baudrillard and uh carl zizik and like th- there's this whole school of thinking um ...revolving around what you were referring to as the unreality of reality. In particular, uh, I am referring to the, uh, the hyper-real. There's a book called Welcome to the Desert of the Real. And uh, in terms of the corporate structure and the ethics of uh, the objectivity of a journalist... ...it has to be extremely difficult to deliver on hyper-real news, hyper-real reality and uh, to uh, separate the simula from the simulacrum Mm -hmm. when you're essentially, no, that's a word, Mark. That's that's not what you're thinking. I know, but
1: I went to public school and I failed the spelling bee. I I lost first round, so.
2: (laughs) What I'm getting at is it's gotta be hard in this day and age, especially when they're competing for the ad space in a newspaper, in a physical newspaper uh, to deliver on a real news story in an unbiased way, especially with <clears throat> journalistic ethics being what it's being taught in school at this point, or I can only imagine mm-hmm. uh, how degraded it has become. I'm not a journalist by trade,
1: but no, but you can report facts very well. Thank so, you. Some You're
0: some of it, I think, is is uh, just ignorance to, to the whole thing, you know, cause uh, you know, and, and I'll, I'll definitely, you know, defend blogging as much as I would criticize it as much in the same way that I would with newspapers. Uh, it goes both ways. Um, I think a lot of blogs, there just seems to be a tendency of let's just post and share things around in the same way. Social media is a lot like that now where we post something and we react to the headline without even actually reading the article and seeing that it's a satire, it's a fake.
2: It's the symptom of the ambient awareness where you just accept. That you know this thing. Well, how many because, times do people known
1: it. how many how many times do people post onion articles as truth? Right, right, exactly. And, and it
2: seems like the the blogging world would lend itself better towards being of a biased, uh, more commercial view. And in reality, mm-hmm. what tends to happen is a much more liberal view of what the truth actually is, because there's two sides to every story. There's sometimes many sides to the same story.
1: See, but I think it, doesn't it doesn't there come a point where where when you interject I mean, I guess Hunter Thompson did it where he actually started putting himself in his stories mm-hmm. and created, you know, quote unquote, gonzo journalism, whatever that means to whoever it means. Like if you do it right to interject yourself in the story, it makes it some would say better. Sure. Others would say you really shouldn't be like when when the news becomes the story, then it's then it's a problem. The, the point I was going for was that. When, when, when the, who's it, who's the FCC controls the airwaves, right? Correct. Okay. The spectrum. When, when they first, um they gave, they gave away all the airwaves for NBC, ABC, CBS for free. And the precondition was that was that there was supposed to be an hour of educational stuff a day. Essentially. Which became the news. Right. And the news was supposed to be totally autonomous. Correct. From corporate. Now what you're going through and probably I'm sure you've read eight or nine books that you were the only one who got them on your Kindle um, about like, what, what does that mean? in the corporatization of, of what news is, I mean, what, what was the John Oliver thing where it was, it was actually like, remember it was a uh, orange is the new black. And it was about oh native advertising, native advertising where, where native advertising is now becoming.
2: Well, let's be clear that that particular case that you're talking, the, the situation with news being separate, is has not been since at least
1: nineteen ninety six. Right. Since so what, what, so what? happened?
2: Unfortunately, legislation changed, and the airwaves were split up in a different way. And it's been a long time well, since I'm not, I've lectured I'm not, about I'm not, this. I'm not,
1: well, I'm not talking about like airwaves. I'm talking. I'm, I'm talking right. about like the news. The original intent of that. Was for it to be, that's why the news came on. It was
2: supposed to be for the people. You're supposed to use this public airspace because physically what they were selling was the airspace that these signals were being sent out on. And because it was using the space that the citizens of America were living in, it was only fair that a part of that came back to them in terms of uh, content that would be useful to them to educate them about what's going on in their community.
1: In the world. world. In print journalism. I think was totally botched. You know who is it? Uh, Hearst started a war, and just because of the power of the the pen. I mean, that was that's what it was when you reported on that. And like, where like where did the shift change? Like, are you trying in your perfect in your world of worlds? You know, and they say the writer writes the perfect world for themselves. Mm. In your perfect world, would would you? Is your intention? Is to bring kind of like this unbiased, you know, no matter what you're covering, if you're coming, Mm. if you're covering like, you know, the strawberry parade, which I don't, I don't know if we have one. And I don't know if we're ever going to cover that. But if there was something (laughs) like that, would it be like, you know, dragnet, like just the facts, man, or would it be, I mean, would you, I mean, is there some stories that you feel like you have to interject yourself into them to try to kind of make them a little bit more interesting to the reader? And then there's some where you're like, I don't need to do anything. This is just such newsworthy and, and, and nuts or amazing or awesome or.
0: Well, what, what I found is that, um, you know, I, I started out as a creative writer even before I got into blogging or any of that kind of stuff. And that's kind of what I wanted to do until you realize there's really absolutely no money in that. And it's very, very hard to, to get anyone <laughs> oh. to pay attention to you when you're writing, you know, short stories and stuff I know Jimmy and sends like me that. his all the time and they're just, <laughs>
1: there's always a character named Mr. Fox. I don't know why.
0: So, um, but that that the the creative writing aspect always helped me tell a story a little bit better. It helped me paint a better picture to to readers and to tell to capture people's personalities a little bit more than your average. Uh, article would do. But I found that still, you know, where you were limited by uh, not only space constraints, uh, you know, but, you know, time, of course, in the pyramid format, which is just the essential, uh, boring pyramid format story that you get in every single newspaper across the world. And uh, most newspapers, they just they want you to just pump those types of stories out. And that's why most stories that you read, no matter the topic, kind of follow the same ideas, basically, and are formed to the same way. Um, so one of the, one of the things that I'd like to do with any PA scene and we've been starting to do is to break out of that a little bit more into, uh, yeah, maybe we could put, you know, if I wanted to put myself in a story, I could do that. Or if I wanted to tell this a little bit differently than I was going to tell it, you know, and you can use other visual cues that you couldn't do in print, you know, you can add, uh, you know, stream streaming music and, and videos and all kinds of things that you can embed in there. You know, a lot of t- like I just did a story recently, and uh, you know, we were in the rehearsal space talking to the band, so I recorded a part of the rehearsal and then put that in, and then had them specifically talk about that song, so that the story itself is now interactive. And when you, you're you're not only listening to me describe it, but you can actually just watch it for yourself, and then you can see if you get the same idea from what I'm. I'm describing or not or you know you can listen to the song and now here's them talking about the song you know or do you get the same feeling that they get when they were talking about writing it or talking about what it right. means and that sort of thing
1: <clears throat> see I think one of the, one of the big you know misconceptions about blogging is that you know it's basically like your online diary. Yes. You know what I mean? And it's not, and I don't think that it's, it's taken when, seriously. When,
0: when I first started uh, blogging, it was, it was not called blogging at the time. You know, it was, it was definitely, it was like live journal kind of stuff. Right, 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 right. And that's really where a lot of that stuff started. So mostly it was first person perspective. You know, you're talking about, you know, I had a bowl of cereal today and you know, that kind of <laughs> crap. You know, it was, or so about,
2: did Jimmy life, about expository <laughs> writing. I, me, I and me.
1: Are you not supposed to do that? Like, are those the rules? But but, okay, so like, has I I think the way that it's kind of turned into. And look, I'm an observer, right? Mm. I'm on the outside looking in. I don't, you know, I when I write, it's you know, God bless anybody that reads it. So when I has it has it? are, Are we at a point where, like, you know, like we just talked about, like integrity and blah blah blah? Like, are we at a point now where the society? wouldn't read that. Like, are we at a point now where the society, like you have to cater to your audience. Like you, like the point is, is like, if you're going to be a journalist, if you're going to be a filmmaker, if you're going to be a musician, like you want the most people out there to read it. You want mm-hmm. the most people out there to listen to it or watch it, but you have to cater to your audience. The if answer. I could add
3: something, please. <clears throat> well, cause I, I, I went to school for all this and I, and I didn't, how <laughs> ironic. Well, no, the, the <laughs> idea about the, uh, the, the triangle, the pyramid, the pyramid, <laughs> It's the fact that you have to grab your reader's attention within, what is it, three seconds or something like that? Because yep. the attention span of the average American is three seconds. And if you, when you have a physical paper out in front of you, or even if you're online, if you don't capture that person's attention in three seconds, that it go, they go right to the next article. Right. So the whole idea of that is throw the facts that are most relevant up front right at first. And if you don't catch somebody on – if they're not interested in what the fact of the story is, that's why you read it it's the most relevant what's happening and then as you get toward the bottom of the article that's where like the history of the whatever the event was you know this is the this is a yearly event blah 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 they're not going to come out first and explain all that because nobody wants to read that first shoot they want to get right into the fact of it and right. I think that's, that, that comes right to tailoring to your audience because if you're going to go to a newspaper you people go to a newspaper because they want the news they want the facts and it's not really a place for people to interject any kind of personal viewpoint or what they saw, people are trying to get just objective facts. And then if they want personal viewpoint, my, my opinion is that they will go to the editorial section.
2: I'm going to respond to that, but go first ahead. let yes. me answer She's your gonna question. smack you down. Yeah, man.
3: That's just what it is. Uh, in my opinion.
2: <clears throat> Whatever you're doing in terms of creative writing or 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 film or television, you're always writing in first considering your audience. And you get to pick your audience for the most part, uh, Mm -hmm. depending on which profession you're in. Uh, Unfortunately, journalism, I think, has shot itself in the foot, Jimmy, in creating a situation where they are just throwing it all. The inverted pyramid style... It you get it all is that what's called the
1: inverted pyramid? Yes, because
2: yes. it's
0: the op, it's it's uh the the pyramid is upside down in the sense that you're going large and then getting smaller and smaller. Wh- wh- so it's where, the most imp- in the first, the most important information to the least and important. The exactly
2: what Jimmy just described, right. and then going back and, and back and back until you. Right. I
1: didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
2: I think. I think that what that has done, growing up, having read newspapers, is I've become accustomed to getting all the information and the first couple of sentences and not needing to read the rest of it. And yes. then came Facebook, where I can just read the meta tag information. It's like, I don't need to go any, any ah, much so you, further. So you're
0: saying it's an evolution. I think it's of, become, okay, it's, yeah. become
2: it's, it's actually influencing uh, consumer behavior because how much... Do, can you expect a reader to read, for the most part, unless you have a very specialized audience? Mm-hmm. You look at certain magazines, like if you look at The Atlantic, doesn't write that way, it doesn't read that way, because that audience is a very particular audience that will read the entirety of that article. Look at Life Magazine, a different situation entirely. The writing is different. Newspapers... I think, have created a situation and because, oh, I only say this and I'm, I I could be completely off base on this. I only say this because it's so ubiquitous and everyone has had access to newspaper their entire life that they've become used to getting the information as quickly as possible because that's what we as professionals have tried to give them. And we have taught our students as, as educators that this is what they're expected to do because that's how we learn to do it and that's how we've done
1: it. Mm -hmm. But so is wh- so is 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 the I don't so okay so the answer I'm, isn't because it's the way it's always been done.
2: It is though. It is the way it's been done.
1: But but isn't 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 everything that we're seeing now and everything that we're a part of now kind of proving that wrong?
3: That's why I'm saying fuck the inverted style. <laughs> but <laughs> there's so much information out there that like you can't spend even a minute or five minutes reading each article, you got to browse through and find the most important facts, right? But well, you, grumpy cat's too long for you. Can you do
2: a, a situation <laughs> justice in five sentences? No, but
3: if you're I right out front about the most, the most compelling parts of it, maybe.
1: Do, do you know, honestly, do you know, do you know who I think? Okay. Who do you, who do you think a major news outlet right now that is doing good news is? I mean, this is the, like, let's look at the whole stratosphere. Everything down from like, you know, Charles's blog up to like, you know, CNN, like who like because I have an opinion on who I think is doing probably like at least the best investigative journalism.
2: Can I cite why I can't answer that question?
1: It's national. It's global. It has nothing to do with. You can say why. Yeah, Yeah, sure. Lauren, you can do whatever you want.
2: Uh, I believe it was the University of Berkeley just did a study uh, last spring where they surveyed um, a a focus group of X number of American citizens about what the current events and the facts of the current events were going on in that day in particular. Uh, Everybody scored uh, approximately 33% in accuracy about the facts of major news events. And then they were... Surveyed as to where they received their news and some major, major players were cited and across the board, uh, I think NPR scored maybe a 40 percent retention of facts, but still that's 40 percent and 60 percent was they, they just got it wrong. They didn't retain the facts of the news cases that they had just heard and everybody else across the board, no major news media was able to deliver the news in such a way that anybody was able to answer the facts of any particular news case with anywhere near 85% accuracy.
1: And are you talking accuracy as in like the, the facts about the news story?
2: Yeah, like what happened?
1: Where, where was it?
2: How? When? What? How? Like who, what, where, when, why?
1: So they're very were, basic,
2: the basic and the, the questions. Of, so they
1: were getting basically just one of those questions. Correct. Right. Wow. Did you know that I,
2: I did
0: read about that? And I mean, some of that, you know, to be remotely fair to the the, the papers or, or, you know, the radio or anything else, uh, you know, people's attention spans are very short, A and B, you know a lot of people aren't that bright and they don't really care <laughs> about these types of events. That's true too. The but, I general mean, we live public in, we, just the seems, bewildered they, yeah, I mean, they, they, they might it. know something, you know, very specific about like, I mean, you know, me growing up in school, I was a, I was a, and still am a, a comic book guy. So I could tell you every single little minutia of detail about comic book characters. I can't tell you a damn thing about math, you know, because I just refused to pay attention because it didn't interest me. But, but
1: I mean, is it like, I mean, so <laughs> this frustrates me um, where see, I, I I, think, I think news and especially news that pertains to the mass populace, like l- let's just use society. Let's just use America. Fuck yeah. Um, <laughs> so if we just use America, like there's a lot of issues that affect everybody. Mm-hmm. These are things that they're only retaining 33% of. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, so, so basically what, you know, I went to public school, 67%, right? 33, 67, right? Yeah. That's what's yeah, left, right? right? Okay. Correct. All right. I look at you. I defer to you, Lauren, and anything that has to do with math, science, <laughs> you know, the core, the core subjects, Okay. I refer to you. English, I'll refer to Jimmy and Rich. Really? We- I'll refer. Okay. Okay. okay I'll refer to oh, I, I all, all three to their of knowledge. them. Yes. Well, he's, he's you know, a writer. That he's was a an English it, teacher. A- <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so what I'm, what I'm, what I'm saying is, is that like, so what you're basically saying is, is, is that, or what that study says is that, that, that 67% of people really don't give a damn about what happens to them.
2: Not necessarily that they're just not retaining the information for whatever reason.
1: Mm. Does, I mean, but does that go back to...
2: I mean, this could be indicative of a multitude of things. Either that we're not delivering the news in a proper way that is memorable to the public. And what is the job of American journalism? Is to deliver the news to the American public in a way that they're going to remember. And mm-hmm. be able to digest it and repeat it and make it make knowledgeable, uh, educated decisions in their everyday life th- based on
1: the, it. I th- do you think... I swear, I swear to God, I think this is that. I think that the 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 shift happened on nine eleven, hmm. where where it became twenty four hours the ticker. The you news know, cycle. it got more editorialized mm. and and less about the news.
0: Yeah, I, I I was just about to say, I think it really went downhill when they started editorializing everything. When all news organizations, uh, when it became about the twenty four hour news cycle. Um, they're not going to spout facts 24 hours a day. They're going to start filling it with opinion shows and uh, talking heads and things like that. And that's, I think where you see the most delusion because now people will only watch shows that pertain to their particular already assumed political beliefs. So if you're a Republican, you'll watch a Republican show talk in a, in a Republican manner about Republican things. And you're just going to never learn anything outside of what you all already assume is true. And they're only going to describe facts that are that fit within that tone in the same way that you know Democrats do it. And uh it, it's it, and, and you see the same thing in the blogosphere too, where there's just blogs that specifically go towards one uh political ideology or another and they don't really they, they don't give a fair picture of everything that's going
1: on. But is but is the problem that it makes Maybe, maybe this is a problem. It makes for bad news, but it makes for good TV.
0: Yeah, essentially a, a lot of it, yeah, it's it's infotainment as a lot of people say. they have, have are preying
2: on the perception bias because it's easier to to uh, address the perceptions of a ready-made audience that is already watching that channel or reading that paper or reading that magazine, whatever the the vehicle is. They already have a set of biases and opinions. The makers of this content can cater to and fuel the fire for whatever they already believe, and -hmm. to change their mind about a particular subject would be so much more incredibly difficult psychologically than to cater to it and feed off of it and work with it. Mm
1: -hmm. So it's so it's harder for so so it's based in in essence, it's like a drug dealer.
2: Essentially, yes.
1: Because you know, Mm -hmm. oh, he, you know, I got the good stuff. You know, you can trust me, right? You know what I mean? I've never led you astray.
2: Let's go with the classic exa- example. If you don't feel a certain way, you would not go and work for Fox News. If you didn't feel a certain way, you would not go work for MSNBC. And you wouldn't go from one company to the other company and, and treat the news the same way. Sure. It just would <clears> not
3: happen. I think it's human nature. And because of the way human nature is, you got to follow the dollar. And it's the easiest to appeal to a certain audience. And that's what they're doing. And I'm just speaking for myself because I'm a gullible person number one. <laughs> I'll, I'll readily admit it. And second of all, I have zero attention span. So, as I'm going through an art, going through a list of headlines, if there's something that's not interesting to me, I'm not even going to look at it if I don't like the headline. First of all, i don't I don't believe that in you and second of all, as I start reading something, I, I switch to something else. A yeah, but when it when it comes to like music or something like that, like you'll read the whole article because I'm interested mm-hmm. in it. It appeals to me just out of its nature.
0: Well, you know it, it, what's uh, what's different now too about uh, online journalism as opposed to uh, to in print. Is the fact that uh, you, you, just the headline itself you write completely differently because the headline uh, in print you're trying to get people's attention and you're trying to get them to pay attention to, of of whatever that is on the page, and in online you're trying to get the Google results, so you're trying to use all the keywords mm-hmm. in in these you know you're trying to fit it in so the so headline is ten miles That's the plan long. of the
1: organization. Whomever, whomever's delivering the yeah, news. Yeah, in fact, uh, when you're you know
0: uh, in, in the company I used to work for and basically any other newspaper company out there that that remotely knows anything about online news They're going to uh, take the same article that they put in print and change a little bit of it for for the online version. Oh, really? I think yeah, just just a little bit. But you know, most of the time you don't have time to do much more than change the headline. But a lot of times you'll see more extended versions and things like that, or they'll at least try to embed some media or something like that in there.
2: You've just hit the nail on the head with what I think is the a major factor in this uh, the online journalistic uh, sphere that I don't know that everybody is catching on to is I, in my world, in my life, I set up a lot of Google alerts for things that are going on pertaining to my clients. Cause I need to keep an eye on everything that's happening. With and some certain- of them
1: are kitties or it's like kitties, like kitty cat. Keep so going.
2: <laughs> I, what I find difficult is in a lot of, a lot of online uh, newspaper publications, when they put something from print to the online version it's impossible to find it it is Mm -hmm. absolutely impossible because either they lack the understanding of off-page or on-page seo Uh, well okay let me qualify that with i understand that seo is changing now Mm -hmm. and it's a completely different beast than it was a year ago where Mm -hmm. you could just pop in a couple of tags but now there's certain things that you have to do to cater to the different algorithms in order to get them actually picked up by the different search engines and the online blogging sphere is the perfect vehicle for actually getting the the search engines to look in the right place. So I'm mm-hmm. very excited about this prospect in particular.
0: And well, <laughs> and the, the thing about blogging, too, is that people, um, it, because of this mistrust in the, in the news that we've been talking about and how, how people feel that things are biased or things are too opinionated, what's interesting is that they're going towards bloggers because they think the bloggers – or don't have as much of an agenda. So they're going to tell you the truth. When in reality, a lot of the bloggers are now getting paid to write content and they have a certain bias that they're trying to get past. So you no know, one is, is immune to it. It's just that blogs kind of give, like, for example, uh, in the most innocent thing, uh, possible outside of news and everything else, say, uh, I run a cooking blog and I write about, you know, food and recipes and things like that. Well, a lot now these, big companies, uh, you know, whether it's Betty Crocker or whoever, will email that blogger and say, I'm going to send you my product. I want you to include it in your recipe and then put it online and then tell people, well, you have to use Betty Crocker because it's better than the other brand and it's going to make this food turn out better. And they will do it because they're getting a free product or they're getting some sort of payment for it. Now, mind you, those bloggers do have to disclose, you know, legally that they are getting paid to write that or that this was included or anything else. And most of the time, uh, to be fair to the companies, they will say, if, if you don't like our product, you can write about that too. If we send you the product, and even if we're paying you to write it and you write a bad review, that's okay. Because we'd rather any publicity than none at all. So a lot of times... Uh, You see these people who think that the blogosphere is going to tell them the truth because it's just Joe next door writing a blog. Uh, So he's not going to lie to me like the same way that these, you know, these corporate guys who are in the the pockets of politicians are going to do. But in reality, you know, a lot of the blogosphere is now taken over by that. So it's it's a lot of the same stuff.
1: I mean, isn't it isn't it weird how like, you know, people you, you know, people, you know, going back to integrity, like people who are like, you know, that would never be me. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like you, you, you gotta eat, man. Like you gotta, you gotta, put, like, you gotta put food in the table. You gotta keep the, you know, the roof over your house, you know, the McDonald's dollar menu will only get you so far. So it's like, in a, in, in a way, like, is that, like you rally against the corporate, like you rally against the, the corporate entity or whatever. And, you know, and you're in a, and you're in a, you know, a good position to, you know, finally do what you want to do and do it and do it in a way where, you know, people are excited and proud and, you know, it's not uninteresting. Right. You know, everything that you do, like there's, there's something there that like the majority of people, especially in this area can relate to or, or, or whatever. But is there, is there going to be a point where where you know, you're gonna have to face the unfortunate fact of being like that. Betty Crocker might call me.
0: Well, right, right away. I, you know, that what, what's what I don't want people to get mixed up about this is because I also that, don't think
1: that people understand like the the, the machinations behind what all goes on. And did I use that word right? yes thank you <laughs> um see went to you for english all right mm-hmm. i see i don't think that like people are just like oh they just write it and hit post you know right. what i mean like i don't think that people understand like there's a lot that goes into it like yeah, most people don't, definitely like, more to it so in film like most people don't realize oh like a out thou- like a thousand people worked on that they just think it just like yep comes mm-hmm. into thin air or like an album that you worked for six years on all of a sudden it's like oh they just did that on a saturday you know what I mean? Like, but there's a lot of, and then there's marketing and, and all this stuff. And, and it's like, and, and, and you know, you have to do it too. Right. You have to market, you have to promote, you have to, you have to constantly, you're in a constant battle to stay relevant. And then you're in a constant battle against these, these big, you know, money entities that are trying to.
0: Mm -hmm. Well, the thing is, is, is what, what I want people to realize is that, um, you know, not every single article that I'm going to put out every single day is going to be, oh, that's absolutely the way I wanted to do it because I'm human and I can only work for so many hours a day before I pass out and, uh, I can only do so much. I can't interview every single person the way I want to. I can't spend the time on every single article that I want to do and that sort of thing. So sometimes, yeah, I just have to, you know, post a press release and say you know okay this is the most information that i have uh before this show on friday and it's it's wednesday and there's no way i'm going to be able to get in contact with this person in time or whatever uh but there's also the fact that like i was i was kind of touching on a little bit before there are different types of readers who want different kinds of content and i'm you know savvy to that point and a lot of times what you see at newspapers is no matter what the content is no matter how it works they're going to write the same pyramid format article and that's going to be the end of it and uh whether you read it or not they don't really care they filled up the space we got it out here's the next paper the next day what i'm trying to do is by combining the the ideas of blogging with the ideas of journalism is give some, a little something for everybody so we have the in, if you want to sit there and read for two hours i have all the in-depth interviews with all the information that you would want for those types of things but if you just want to click and watch a two-minute video and then click off and go about your day or you just want to you know scroll on your phone really quick and read one or two things and then move on with your life that's fine too i accept that not everybody's going to want to read something that i poured my heart into so
1: you're not the guy who's like you know maybe you know I, I shouldn't use authors, but like, you know, if, if, if you know, Stephen King wrote it mm-hmm. and somebody like, you know, gave you like the quick elevator pitch of it. You know, you're not, you're, you're the guy who's like, well, at least you know what it is.
3: Right. You know,
1: instead of Stephen King would have been like, you have to read all thousand pages. I
0: would rather, I would rather get the the bulk of the traffic and then, you know, have them decide what they want to read and don't read as opposed to saying, well, I'm going to, I'm going to alienate all of these people right off the bat and just (laughs) do what I think is best. And I mean, it's such an arrogant assumption that, you know, oh, well, my art is so great. You know, it's like, like how a band might write one one single knowing full well that this is the one that will get played on the radio. Right. And then you do the rest of the album for yourself and you do the songs you wanted to do, you know? And, and so th- that's, you know, and uh, I, 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 I know you often quote the, the, the Ben Affleck quote about, yeah. you know, you do one. Yeah. What, I'm the only guy that does. <laughs> <laughs> no. Cause I've heard, I've heard other people say quote. it too. It What's is the
1: quote. Go ahead. Rich is going to say, you want me to say it? Yeah. <laughs> um, you do two for them. Then you do one for you.
0: Yeah. And that's, and that's kind of the attitude that I'm taking is, is, you know, we'll, we'll do some that, you know, do that one that I want to do every, at least, at least once a week, I'm going to do a a couple of stories. absolutely the way I wanted to do them. And then the rest of the week, uh, you know, I'm going to post stuff uh, quickly and, and efficiently and factually. So that just to get the information out there so that we can promote as many things going on in the area as possible. And uh, thankfully uh, when I, came up with this you know concept and i i explained to people what i was going to do i had people coming out of the woodwork to try and help me with it so i yeah, ha- you're, the outpouring of support for
1: you has been I, incredible uh, well, just just not me- to I like have,
0: i have 15 people right now who are helping me completely for free because i'm not making any money on this that's right. another thing is is right Yet. off the end yeah uh i'm i'm doing this full time And I'm not making a dime off of it. Um, I want to turn it into a business. And that's where some of those things are going to come in, where I'm going to have to do some native advertising, where I'm going to write an article that an advertiser pays me to write and obviously include that disclaimer that, you know, that's why we're doing it. But, um, you know, that's that's kind of the future. And, uh, unfortunately it's just the reality of it. Banner ads will get you so far. And of course where we offer banner ads and, and, you know, uh, in link ads and all kinds of stuff like that. Uh, but that's not enough. A lot of times, you know, you need a little bit, you, you need well, also, uh, something I, more than that.
1: You know, knowing you for as long as I have, I, I don't think that you're the guy who's like, I'm going to clutter this all up with. No,
0: Advertising. absolutely no, no. It, um, you know, one of the things that that uh, you know, I went down the kind of the list of the things that I saw. All the other, you know, what, what, we have we have two. Uh, arts and entertainment weekly papers in the area and then we have all the regular newspapers and their feature sections which run usually every day and then maybe on the weekends they do like a whole you know pull out feature section or something like that so there's a lot of people already writing about arts and entertainment in the area so it's like well how do we do this differently and how do we do it better and uh, how do we present this stuff differently and the first thing off the bat was all their websites suck they're just (laughs) outright awful most of them are unnavigable uh there's broken links all over the place that are never fixed um they don't really work on your mobile phone well or you know they put up a paywall and they make you pay after you you click on five or six articles which of course goes through that you know a lot of times you just go through those five or six and then you don't go back you know which is why the rates keep going up on those is
1: is there do you do you think that's more um Okay, so do you do you do you think that these these entities are are like we're just not going to do it or do you think that, you know, maybe the powers that be are like, well, we don't have the budget for that or we don't we don't want to because they can make it so that it it works.
0: Yeah, I I just I think they're they're so unconcerned with it. It just seems to be the last thing on their priority list when it should be one of the first, you know, and and, uh, you'll see that. A lot of times it just gets lost in the mix. You know, you're just so busy just getting the paper out. There's just such a focus on just get it out the door as quickly as possible. Uh, that there's there's no, they don't really consider the afterthought of, oh, this is how we should be doing this. Or this is how we should be doing that. And because papers are cutting back left and right, you don't even have a maintenance guy in a lot of these places anymore. Never mind somebody who's going to sit there and do it all day or someone who's going to build a website and fix it all day. A lot of times they hire somebody, they build a template, they throw the template on it. If it works, great. If it's not, we'll just kind of work it out as we go. And there's there's not this attitude of of you know we should launch something beautiful and professional and whatever right off the bat. It's just yeah, just kind of do it, do it, do it. You know. So
1: how does so how does an entity like you know the Huffington Post or you know I, I if you look at like CNN dot com or MSNBC that like those are a mess too. Well, the, the,
0: the, the Huffington Post specifically, uh, I mean, they have staff that are dedicated to that type of thing that they're going to sit there all day and that's their job is to make the but, website I mean, isn't look the, good. Isn't that the future? Well, yeah, it is. And it's funny because, um, you know, and a, a lot, of people criticize Northeast PA of being behind the times or, you know, no we, pun can, intended. We, we can, we catch <laughs> we catch on. Yeah. <laughs> we catch on to everything 10 years after the fact, right. or, you know, whether it be, you know, musical genres or, uh, you know, fads, fashion fads, or whatever it may be. And, uh, th- this is really no different. You know, this is, this is the, we're, we're they're still playing catch up of five or six years ago. Sometimes some, in some cases, even later, um, when, when I, when I started working for this small, small Scranton paper, Uh, When we, we would do uh, live tweets of, of uh, events and, you know, meetings and things like that, that was a new concept. And it was something that anyone, any other paper in the country had been doing for years. And when we did it, it was brand new to them and it drove the other guys insane. Like they could, they were like, "Holy shit, we've what got you, to catch up mean? to this." Like they,
1: they were like, they, "What is this tweeting thing?" Right.
0: Well, <laughs> more or less, their 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 Twitter or their Facebook or whatever was just let's post the link and that's it. There's no interaction. There was no more than that. Th- this was okay. You know, we can't. You know, we were a weekly paper and they're a daily paper, so we can't beat them to print in a lot of cases. Right. So let's just deliver it digitally first, and this is how you deliver facts right away in a simple and easy manner that people can understand and just, you know, 140 characters or whatever. And it worked really well. And then you immediately saw everyone copying it. You know, as soon as we, we were doing that, then everyone else was doing it too. So uh, same thing. I, I think you're going to see in the next few months, if if this is as successful as it's been getting, uh, if this site is, is successful, you're already going to see people starting to copy. Like I just happen to notice that, Uh, You know, I put up a a digital calendar that I thought was more navigable than a bunch of listings posted in a large block. Right. And uh, and then within a month or so, another website uh, around here got a calendar that looks pretty similar to it. And it's got a lot of the similar features. Really? Yeah. So it's and there's nothing you can do about it. You know, it's just that's the way things go. But you can still uh, I, I think I can still be ahead of the game in other in other ways.
1: I mean, so in essence, you're not I mean, you're never going to claim the fact that, like, hey, I'm reinventing the wheel here. I'm there's, just
0: there's nothing that I, I that I think I'm doing now that is reinventing the wheel. Uh, what I what I think I'm doing is just kind of combining a bunch of good ideas into one and hoping that that makes it a really good
1: idea. You know, I mean, so since you've I mean, since you've launched, have you like it's the 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 graph is still going up on like hits and the
0: the, tra- the traffic has been our i'll say this um the the traffic for the last month we're at about half of what our competitors are at now in really? terms of web traffic if if i'm going by when i was there what the web traffic was we're 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 reaching half of what they're getting pr- within two months and that's just within <laughs> two months so Lauren in four months, and <laughs> six months, I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, we'll, we'll definitely surpass them. So and, keep going. And Sorry. It, it, it's a, it, it, and that's a combination of things. That's a combination. It's a combination of the attitude of it, of how we're doing it, why we're doing it. Um, a lot of people just got behind it because of the, they hear the story behind it, you right. know, and, and they identify with that. They identify with being laid off from your job and, and still having a passion for what you want to do and no resources to do it. So you just do it, you know, you do it with any of the resources that you do have, you know, I'm using things that are essentially mostly all free. I haven't spent a dime on advertising or anything yet. You know, it's all word of mouth. It's all good. Like I said, it's all
1: goodwill. So has anybody given you shit?
0: No, no, not yet. I mean, I I, what's what's funny is uh, one of the big things that it gets to the point where you even see newspapers now yelling at commenters through the comment system (laughs) or writing. (laughs) I I, love that. I've seen I've seen either comments get deleted completely or you have editors editorializing against the commenters because they're that annoyed by how many negative comments they get. Right. And you just have to learn it's the fucking internet. That's how it works. <laughs> People don't love
2: engage.
0: You don't engage. You, you do don't not
2: engage. You don't
0: feed the trolls. It's like the number one rule of the internet. And they don't
1: understand. I mean, that. I mean, can you? I mean, I mean, can you? Can you get involved with them to the point where it's where it's just like, sorry, you feel that way. <laughs> More or less, I just don't.
0: <laughs> or is it like honestly? I, I just ha- don't even care. I read all the comments, but I don't even care. I about have friends
3: it. that live out of state that go on to some of the bigger news outlets around here mm-hmm. just to stir the pot on purpose and then they Ab- show their friends hey look what I started and there's <laughs> a the whole firestorm that, exactly because you some people take it very serious serious, and take it to heart not realizing the person that started the thread was doing it just for their sole entertainment while they're busy while they're while they're not busy at their job out of state somewhere else
0: absolutely yeah it has, and it doesn't reflect the people think that the comment section of well, an article problem- or something reflects the attitude of the area and it just not doesn't yeah, but the
1: problem is it's anonymous yeah Yes, you and know what I mean. Like, and and that's and that goes back to like, remember the telephone tough guy, right? Yeah, he's like, I'll kick your ass, internet and, then he, and then he gets there, and they're, he's like, can we just talk about it, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, but now, like, the internet is the is the new form of bullying. But it's like you have you have no, there's no consequence for what you're not say. even bullying. No.
3: It could just be misinformation Douching. for the sake of somebody's sole entertainment of putting misinformation out there. Like and I did, how like, react like, to it, like I right? did
1: the day. The day before, did you just make a mess? Just some
0: water.
1: It's just water, Jimmy. Okay. Rich dropped his entire LSA.
3: This yeah. might be the first fee you have to pay with your business. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding.
1: Um, like what I, I did, I did a post like the day before the whole Eric frame thing. Like I never, I, you know, I didn't, I I didn't get involved. Like, like I haven't, like I always have an opinion about something, but I'm smart enough to not, you know, publicly verbalize
2: engage
1: anything. Right. So the day before, like I had, like somebody said to me, cause, cause all I could remember was balloon boy. Like remember. Okay. Mm -hmm. So somebody said to me, they're like, cause I read it in the paper and it was a real quick. It was like, it was on the. It was on my phone. Like I looked at the paper, and there was like a picture of of some sort of strange dirigible with instruments on it, and and whatever.
2: Dirigible. 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 Dirigible.
1: The Hindenburg was on the page of the paper. Is it dirigible?
2: <laughs> it's dirigible. I thought it was dirigible. Dirigible. Go on,
1: balloon boy. So there was a dirigible, and you know they're like we're we're looking at everything we can. So I just. I, I put it like, I got to a point where like, I got like fed up and I, and I did this post where it was kind of like the, 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 the whole idea behind it is like, you know, something was up, like just, it's just more like some of balloon. it more than the, like, it didn't seem like all these things are not like adding up to like, make sense about like this guy, you know what I mean? Like, Hey, we spotted him, you know what? And I, I just did a post, like not taken aside. I'm just like, some of these things look strange. You know, and if anybody can clarify any of it for me,
2: I remember that post.
1: Remember it, and it yeah. got it got tons of hits. And you know, there's there was a lot of conversation. And I and I actually got, um, and I kept it cool. Like there was some crazy people who were like, you Went know,
2: one way or the other.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's in Fort Myers drinking Mai Tais, and you know, he <laughs> never did it. And you know, blah blah blah. And like, you know, you you can't cater to that. You can only deal with facts. And you know, there was there was a lot of people that commented on it. There was a lot of people that liked it. Um, and then I got, and then there were some people who were like, no, you know, yeah, certain people were like, <laughs> certain people are like the Pennsylvania state police are heroes. And I'm like, I, there's nowhere in here. Am I saying that they're not, there's nowhere in here that I'm saying that they're not doing their mm-hmm. job. There's no, I, I'm just looking for answers as like, you know, cause, and that's what you do. Like Facebook was also the place where I'm like, Hey, I need 12 phone books from Northeast PA. And like in an hour, I got like 12 phone books. <laughs> All I was saying was, did anybody hear anything about this? Like there were, cause it was, it was rumor right. mill central, you know, and after like what 40 some days, they didn't get the guy, you know, I just felt like I, I was finally, you know, curious about what was going on. And I got a lot of messages, a lot of personal messages from people saying along the lines of, you know, who, who, you know, agreed or disagreed one way or another, but who always said, you know, I'm happy that, you know, you brought this up because it's not it's not it's not a it's not an internet tough guy thread where it's not like well fuck you well fuck you You know it was very you know well thought out and it was like it was like adults having a conversation
2: civilized right
1: it really was and then the next day they caught him and you know great well but you know like that's i don't know where i was going with this but (laughs) i'm very happy they caught eric (laughs) (laughs) Frank.
2: Internet hecklers have a way of escalating.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: So, I mean, there were some people who were just trying to really like get the blood boiling. Yeah. And I knew like, you know, you got to know like when, you know, it's like it's like a bar. Like you see something like you can be in a bar and you could look around and be like you could feel like there's a fight going to happen.
0: Well, what what I what I, you know, at at the end of the day, even if you're trying to uh, just tell things in the best way that you possibly can, you have the best of intentions for the most part, newspapers, whether we like it or not, uh, the news in general, whether we like it or not, profits from misery for the most part. Profits yeah, so from it bleeds, it disaster. Yeah. Exactly, um, It's mostly the negative stuff that people read, uh, the positive stuff. It's uh, much harder to get people to read. Um, you know, the if you look at the web traffic of a, a newspaper site, typically uh, feature stories and things like that go without any comments at all, and they go practically unnoticed, and the controversial stuff, the Eric Freen stuff, that sort of thing blows up and people fight all day and there's thousands of comments and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, the the approach that I took with NEPA scene is is I really just want to remain positive because there's so much there's so much positive things going on in the area. There's so so much uh there's so many people who are positive about things going on in the area, that stuff doesn't really get enough coverage or attention. So I feel like that's that's an untapped market right there, is just, are you gonna, just are
1: talking you, about that. Do you do you plan on allowing some of, you know, not negativity per se, but like, you know, Differing opinions within reason.
0: Oh, well, yeah. You know, the I mean, we have columnists and uh, we have s- several different columnists and they're mostly all entertainment related right now. Um, but I kind of let them do their own thing, uh, on, uh, you know, free to fr- free to people to uh, to love or to hate. Um, like we have uh, we have one in particular. um called uh, Strength and Focus. And it's kind of a a mind and body guru sort of thing. And um, it's it's personally not something I subscribe to. I'm not really, I'm not a spiritual person. Uh, I'm not a religious person in any way, shape or form. And, uh, you know, I'm not like, but I see the value for other people. You know, I understand people, you know, some people, if they, if it takes an hour to meditate and to get them through the day, wonderful. Or if it's prayer or whatever else, that's fine. So, um, you know, I, I, I don't really want something religious on the site because I don't really want to get into that stuff, you know, at least off yeah, the Yeah, because bat. then people
1: are going to be like, why isn't there Taoists? Yeah, yeah. and then it
0: turns into, yeah, right. yeah, that
1: sort of thing. You're playing so, favorites. So
0: really, you know, his stuff is just uh, essential, essentially like, uh, you know, bettering your life in simple, small ways and right. stuff like that. But there's some things here and there that kind of go off on a tangent where I'm like, ah, maybe I disagree with that, but. I see where he, you know, he's coming in, or I see how this could help somebody else, or whatever. But he's not inciting anything. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm certainly not the editor to come in and say, well, you can't say that, or we're not going to print that, or that, right. that sort of thing. So that's not, that's not the attitude
1: I want to go. Yeah, with I mean, it. but if he was like, you know, if you want to get closer to mind and body, here, you know, I recommend you go up to Gander Mountain, you buy a baseball bat, and fight puppies. <laughs> you're going to be like, no, mm, yeah, not gonna... obviously we're not going to go that don't right. go that route. Sure. Yeah. 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 Well, you know, tossing a midget off a high dive is, and you're like, no, we're not going to put that in there.
0: The the long term goal is I'd love to do, you know, I, I likes I like things like uh, you know, the village voice and stuff, the alternative papers that it's mostly arts and entertainment, but they might have a cover story or two or three stories that are hard-hitting investigative journalism that no one else is doing, or they're telling a story in a different way that the newspapers can't tell because they, they couldn't describe it in the way that they're describing it. Uh, I'd like to do stuff like that down the road um, because I've touched on stuff like that in the past and I've had fun with it. Yeah, I thought, a,
1: I thought you did a great job writing that.
0: Yeah, so I, I'd like to get into a little bit more of that kind of stuff down the road, but it's a matter of you know finding the time and stuff to do it really it's not even you know it's not that I don't have the 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 passion or the energy to do it it's it's almost just finding the time it's weird because when I worked for the other paper, I thought, you know, I need, I need a brand name to get my name out there. I need somebody, you know, that is how people will understand who I am and, and get my stuff. And that's how I'm going to, that's the vehicle that I need to get my stuff out there. And now that I've been away from it for a good six months uh, or so, well, five, 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 six months. Um, I found it was the opposite. It was it was actually holding me back in a lot of ways and that your name kind of gets lost in the brand. You know, it's 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 the work that you do that matters. And so when I started this, people remembered me, my name and what I did and the stories that I wrote as opposed to the brand name of any of the papers that I wrote for. I know I did. Yeah. So I th- I think that's what and that's why people jumped on it right away and supported it right away and they saw what we were trying to do and that's that's helpful. <laughs>
1: Lauren, holy shit, you don't have to raise your hand.
0: Yeah. It's a <laughs> so discussion. Go right ahead. Absolutely.
2: I have a question. Sure. Regarding the brand mm-hmm. of NEPA scene.
1: Mm-hmm. Dot com,
2: <laughs> Richard, being an outsider from the area, I hear this phrase a lot. NEPA. Mm-hmm. NEPA. Yeah. What is it? <laughs> Is it, which one is? Is it Nepa or is it NEPA? Is
3: it is it Nepa? If you're not it from NEPA? the area, it's NEPA. Is it yeah.
2: NEPA? So I have to do NEPA? Is that yeah. what you're saying, Jimmy? If you're not
3: from the area, yeah. well, if you yeah. if you don't want to be identified as being an outsider, yeah. But,
2: but I've adopted the area, so, so can, then it's Nepa to you. I can say Nepa, right? Yeah. Okay.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then when friends that you know from the if area, if you're an outsider get, looking and critiquing the area, then it's NEPA. Yeah,
2: I see. So when but I get indignant, I'll go NEPA.
3: You're part of Nepa.
1: And yeah. the other thing I didn't realize is about this area is that um it's supposed you can't say northeast PA, you have to say northeastern PA. Uh, yeah, yeah. I which guess I didn't so. yeah. I got corrected on that a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. And that's thirty four northeastern I got, PA, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I guess it's not northeast going you know, it's not like it's not yeah. the quadrant if you if you if you draw a you know
0: Yeah, you're not you're not across. saying the exact direction, you're
1: saying the general vicinity. Yeah, so it's northeastern PA. PA. Right. It makes sense. Which,
0: which the definitions of that stretch, you know, in different ways too. I mean, some people consider something, uh, you know, like Stroudsburg, which, you know, is a good hour or so from here. They, they consider that Northeast PA in the same way North that Eastern they can cons- rich Yeah. <laughs> See, I'm doing it already. Uh, they consider that the same way as they would, you know, Scranton or Wilkes-Barre where some people think, yeah, they, they think Northeastern Pennsylvania, say, there you go, buddy, Scranton and Wilkes-Barre. And that's it, you know, just that particular area and all those little outside areas, you know, kind of get lost in the shuffle, you know? So it, it, it really, uh, I, I, I it, as in terms of, of branding, I'm just using something that people are already familiar with and a word they're already familiar with so that. The title kind of says what it needs to say, so that you know what it is right off the bat, and you can kind of assume because mo- when most people talk about a scene, they're talking about an art scene, they're talking about music scene, things like that. They're usually not talking about a political scene or something like that. So they're pro- you know that that terminology doesn't isn't really used. So I, I felt like that was the easiest way to to brand it in terms of you know a name that makes sense that people know what it is. I feel like there's a lot of other names out there. Where they they name it and then afterwards like oh geez why did we do that but there we're already six months or a year in there's we can't change it now because we spent all this money on marketing and like billboards and crap
3: yeah Store that's
0: <laughs> that's a
1: mistake that's a big mistake I think we can all agree that that's a mistake yeah yeah Ugh. we have I heard okay I didn't want to you know I didn't want to say like we have a brand I we have a I heard. series of grocery stores yeah um so what's so what's the future like what like we, I mean, do you, I mean? You obviously want to keep doing these these podcasts. Like, what are what are they gonna entail? Like, what like what roads do you want to go down? Like, do you want to, uh, you know, buck the establishment? Do you want to inform? Do you want to do, you know, like what's like what's your grand vision for what we can we can accomplish here, and then what you can accomplish with the website?
0: Well, what's crazy is that just just having a podcast existing on the site. Is now putting us ahead of a lot of the the media <laughs> around here. Just period. Just having one. That's yeah. that's that's what's sad because, or they start something and they never follow through with it. Right. You know, they do something for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever, and then you never hear from it again. And it, and it it just builds distrust. It right. just builds. Okay, well they're never gonna. I can't count on. There's them. never. Yeah. There's never yeah. anything that's gonna happen with this. You know. And so I really just want to uh, to be able to touch on different topics and just say what we want to say, right. and not have like there's this there's always this underlying feeling of uh, when you're working for a company of oh my god if I say the wrong thing if I go on the radio or something and I say the wrong thing I'm going to be fired and then my reputation's going to be ruined and nobody's going to work with me and stuff like that well now I'm working for myself right you know now this is this is my own you know. Th- thing and i feel like we can do some of the th- like on the site you know obviously i'm i'm you know have kind of a vision of i want to take a, a positive attitude for the most part and look at the positive aspects of the area and stuff and of course we're going to touch on those things in the podcast but i think we can go in other areas too you know if we want to talk about a news topic or
1: something that's a little darker or we want well, to. i you know i think i think um you know, criticism isn't a dirty word, you know, it, if, if anything that you bring up that, you know, is kind of in the shadows or, or kind of not along the, you know, little off the beaten path of what was supposed to be talked about. Like, you yep. know, nothing, nothing is ever critical. You know, I don't think anybody here in this room, in this booth are, are, are critical at a malice. I think it's no. more I like the definition,
2: the definition of the word criticism connotes a little bit of a, uh, positivity. Po- not an, it's not a positivity, it's a an, a gen, an authenticity. Mm. The idea to criticize something means that you're putting some sort of thought into the the makeup of what that thing is. And right. To be critical requires some forethought and some honest reflection on the, t- the topic. Mm-hmm. So there's that's assuming that it's actual criticism and not just like, oh, this movie sucks. It, it's no, not- but, it,
1: but it's the same thing for art and music and whatever. Right, exactly. like, like, you know, musicians want, what's your opinion of my music?
2: Well, Honest criticism yeah. is necessary to further anything.
1: Well, there, there's, there's kind
0: of a misconception that arts and entertainment reporting especially has to be fluff. That it's right. filler to be around the real news and it's not taken seriously in that sense. And, you know, so if we want to put out a bad review of something, we can. We want to talk about something in, in, a, in a way that's not all positive. That's fine if that's what we truly believe. And we're doing it for a reason. You know, you're right. A lot of times you're criticizing because you want it to be better or you want. Yeah. Band
1: X, it, it's not the best thing that they've done, but I know that they can. Yeah, do better. I know they can
0: do better. Exactly. Yeah. Like that sort of thing. Or, or uh, you know, like in, in my case for a number of years and a couple different papers, uh, I wrote a uh, like a geek culture column uh, called infinite Improbability, which I'm bringing back for the site. I've actually been, <laughs> a lot of people love infinite Improbability, And, and so I'm, I'm really excited to bring that back and maybe eventually that'll be its own videos or podcasts or whatever. I'm, I'm not really sure yet. Um, but as a column, I'm definitely going to bring it back. And you know, not every topic in that was, uh, you know, just a, a fluffy topic. A lot of right. times it was a serious criticism of something in geek culture or pop culture. Uh, one of the the last ones that I did was on, uh, racism in different, uh, types of culture, uh, whether it be geek culture or sports culture and kind of compared the two and how they're, they're taken a little bit differently. Like for ex- the, the, this particular one was on, uh, the, the Redskins controversy because I wrote it during that time when people were talking about that. And now right. we've the new, the twenty four hour news cycle has already spat that out. and We've already forgotten all about it. Unfortunately, and South
1: Park lampooned it pretty well. Yeah,
0: South Park <laughs> did a great job. You know, they they were a little behind this time because yes. they 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 usually are like right on top of it. But I think it's because how the seasons right, ran or right, whatever right. that they had to you know air it later on. But yeah, they did a great job with it. And what what I what I thought was interesting is that um, geek culture for the most part has accepted the fact that this is part of our culture and we're going to talk about it almost constantly, like especially the internet, you know, now that geek culture and internet culture are basically the same. Uh, You, you see constantly every time a comic comes out, every time a movie comes out, there's almost an over analysis of every minutia of detail. Oh Uh, my God. Whether it's, you know, uh, gender or race or, uh, you know, the, the beliefs that it's trying to put across the messages. uh, What is it saying? What is it not saying? Who was addressed? Who wasn't addressed? Things things like that and- uh, We could do 40 shows a year on that. Yeah, exactly. But the fact that we're talking about it, I think, is such a positive thing, because geek culture in general is a more intellectual culture. Even even those who are just into it for the pop culture aspect of it, they're just like maybe they just watch the movies and nothing else. And they're not into the reading and all that other aspects of it. Maybe they don't overanalyze it, but they get something from it. And, you know, I'm biased because I've never been a sports guy. I've never understood sports. I've never been able to play sports. I, I downright loathe all sports. Uh, I, there's there's very little that I find to enjoy about Ping sports pong. personally. Not <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jimmy. Thank you. I appreciate that. So um so when when the Redskins controversy came up. I found that whether it was fans that I talked to personally, fans that I read online, uh, editorials that I that I that I read, um, reason, you know, no matter what I seemed to see about it, for the most part, it seemed that a large majority of sports fans either just wanted to put their their head, their their, their uh, fingers in their ears and didn't want to talk about it at all, whatsoever. Just thought it was a non-issue. It's It's been that way for a million years. Let's just keep it that way and never talk about it again or it was just a, what's the big deal? Or, you know, who, who cares? Um, you know, why are we fighting about it? You know, whatever. Let's just, it's a, it's a game. It's just a game, blah, blah, blah. But if it's just a game to these people, then why are they so passionate about it? Why are they all, ta- you know, if they, all they can, you, know, if you talk to your average well, they're, sports they're fan. they for the easy out. Yeah. All they can do is talk about sports all week. But then when you try to bring up a serious topic related to sports, all of a sudden it's, well, no, hush up about that that let's not talk about it and i at the time that i wrote it i was i went to the philadelphia comic-con and there was panels um, just completely dedicated to just racism and comics like that was just a panel to sit there for entertainment value or intellectual value uh to sit there for an hour and discuss racism and that's something that people pay an actual event that people pay to go to at you know the convention itself not the panel uh and sit there and and listen to that and those things are usually pretty well attended and the discussion is usually very mild-mannered everybody's cordial and they want to learn about it and they want to learn the history of it and they want to examine it to death and I think that's awesome that that exists so you know I, I tried to do that in my column all the time and you see in a lot of uh, sports uh, columns it's the exact opposite where let's not talk about or let's just miss all the critics and just move on with our lives you know let's talk about the playoffs. <laughs> it's,
2: it's, I want I want to thank you for making me feel like a, a knowledgeable sports person for the first time in my life.
0: <laughs> oh, you're very very welcome. <laughs> I, I think
2: I might I might be uh, the one uh, the sports person in the room. Yeah. Uh, comparatively, but honestly, I I come from that the geekier side. Of, sure. I think of, we all
1: do. That's why we're here. Uh, yeah, right. absolutely.
2: But uh having having a uh, foray into other worlds <laughs> yeah, N- namely sports. Like I- I've experienced.
1: Stop playing The Sims. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, let me make this point. I I really want to bring up this idea because we were talking about racism in in uh, in media, in particular. But uh, there is a test that was uh, form- form- formulated. I'm losing my words. Mm-hmm. Uh, formulated by uh, a th- uh, a writer named Laura Mulvey. It's a test for specifically uh, sexism in movies, which I've always found to be a nice little measuring tool in terms of other types of isms. Uh, it's if in a movie there is no discussion between two female characters that doesn't have to do with a man, you can assume that the rest of the film has more of a, uh, a sexist. Per- I have perception. I have read
0: I have read that yeah.
2: This I've seen this theory uh, formulated to work in terms of trying to measure a homosexual. Uh, sort of test and to see if a, m- a movie or a TV show is uh, uh, homophobic in the same mm-hmm. way if two homosexual males can't have a conversation that doesn't have to do with a sex figure. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing. And I I, I really appreciate reading honest cris- criticism. So my point is, I am glad that this is happening. Nipacene is happening now because art and culture have always been the Mm -hmm. looking glass of what is happening in society. It is the measuring (laughs) stick for where our society is symptomatically in terms of health as a, as a sociological measuring stick, Mm -hmm. the things that are happening in arts and entertainment tell us what our society is actually doing. So looking at that from a critical sense and thank goodness it's from a geekier sense because it is a, a much more intellectual slant, but also a little bit of humor as well, right? So I can appreciate that that is what is going on. And I'm so grateful that this is happening. Absolutely.
0: Well, and it's it's ver- we're you know we're very self aware too. You know, especially me as a, as a geek, like I'm very self aware that not everyone is into the same stuff that I am, and especially the minutia of detail. You know, because uh, you know I'm I'm really hardcore about like Star Wars and Marvel comics. But- just to, just to
1: let the world know that uh, Rich is wearing a Rocket Raccoon. T-shirt. T-shirt. And a Star Wars sweatshirt. Yes. Yes. So, So.
0: yeah, and that tells you a lot about my fashion sense as well. (laughs) Or lack thereof. What's on your sneakers? Uh, They're just generic sneakers. Oh. Yeah, nothing nothing special about the them. brand. Although
1: oh. yeah, generic.com. Although okay. I
0: own uh I do own Spider-Man uh, Vans and I own X-Men Vans as well, which I'm I have just seen, not wearing them tonight. And they're brilliant. They're pretty cool. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Though those I'll say are cool. The rest of my outfit not So, so much. I had to walk out and take a pee. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
1: of so what are we talking did. about? Our theme like, song's going to be this is uh, awesome.
2: Your bathroom habits. <laughs> <laughs>
1: So just ones and twos. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> It'll be a binary song.
1: It'll be a binary song.
0: Well, you know, like, like you said, you know, it is it is, you know, aren't it is a barometer of where we are at as a culture and everything. And, you know, even uh, what, what I've noticed, too, is uh, artists around here, especially, are afraid to talk about the art in any way Um in that, in, in that intellectual manner um, in the sense of like uh, like a criticism of somebody else they're afraid to, to piss anybody off you know if one band says oh well you know we're trying to go for this not what that other band's doing oh but god but don't put that in the article oh my god don't mention that in the article you know if it's another local band or something like that because they want to start a war and I completely understand that but something as simple as really, like
1: would there really be a lot of casualties in that war? Uh,
0: no it would just be a lot of you know cry <laughs> Which there there are plenty of. Why did you say that? Why? Yeah,
2: but, I don't know. But, honestly, in a scene, it's healthy for competing bands to be uh, to talk competing to with each, each other. other. Yeah, but
1: they should. But there should also be a you know some sort of you know support system yeah, too. For you know? the most part, it is like that around here. Uh, yeah, don't I, don't see,
0: I don't. see it as a as as uh, any of them should be competing, other than like cover bands competing for the eight the, o'clock slot at right. a certain venue type yeah. of competing. But it
2: doesn't none any the sort of them interle- service to not say when they're doing something subpar.
0: Yeah, there's there's definitely a fear of saying, like like, uh, the the point that I was going to get at is is there's no theater criticism for example. Um, We we have, you know, tons of movie criticism because the movies are made by people in Hollywood and we can yell at them all we want and no one's going to yell at us back. From a distance. (laughs) From a distance, exactly. Um, But we we don't see reviews of local films. We don't see reviews of local theater. We do see albums Reviews on occasion, um, but they're usually pretty—they're—they're they're pretty light in terms of yeah, the they're criticism. Not, they're not
1: really. The critical. Yeah. You know, it's more like they did this, I like this, I like that, and you should go get it.
0: Right. Yeah. Or, you know, it it's like or it's the opposite way. Like I've I've read a review uh that was local where the, the person was nothing but critical and nasty about the band really? because they had a personal agenda and they did not like them. So that was the reason for it, not because of artistic it was a number of years ago. It was it before I was even like it was some scathing like Oh yeah, it was it these was these guys. Blow. Yeah, it was. It was They're inhuman. It, it it was. They they said the album. I think they were charging a whole three dollars for, and they said it was not even worth the three dollars. Don't even remotely consider listening to them. Don't even give it a chance because it's that bad. That Just actually don't. makes
2: me curious.
1: To right, and that would yeah. The
0: album. I would hope so. But I want to listen to that album now and go. i i have that album and it's fucking great so that guy wait so not only that guy can fuck himself it was it's a good album (laughs) it's a great album
1: for three dollars you got a great album for three dollars and some guy on high yeah exactly you you know using his
0: nose using the power of local media to snub somebody just because he wanted to Wow. wow Yeah, it it happens it happens. But it definitely, is it, wouldn't happens. he be? The,
1: wouldn't that person, whoever wrote that review, be the same person who's like the scene sucks, man?
0: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Right. So definitely. he's
1: he's 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 participating in the demise of everything. Yeah. He's the first one to like. Well, it's always it's thing. always like bitterman.
0: You know, I feel like there is a little too much of the 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 shit talking amongst bands and stuff like that. And I that one of the goals of of the the site is. That there is a scene, first of all, to establish that there is a scene, because a lot of people either say there is no scene or the scene is dead. And I don't believe either are true. No, Um, I think the scene is alive and well, but the scene is Uh, kind of apart from each other. There are pockets and they, all the pockets stay together because it's easy for them to do that. The same bands will play together because they're all friends and it's easy to just get a show with your, your friend and not, you know, try to make genres or things like that. And, 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 you know, crossover, even though you see more and more of that all the time, you see, you know, a metal band will tour with an indie rock band or something like that because they want to share an audience and, you know, they, they figure it's, it's something new. I'm going to reach people I haven't reached before. You don't really see that around here yet. You see a lot of pockets and they don't really talk to each other or you see events that only cater to one specific type of art. You know, it's just the, they're just the poetry people or just the, the painters or just the, the, the musicians and not something that really combines a lot of those things. I like mean, you,
1: you go to a lot of these events. Do you see that? Like I'm going to I'm going to like just yeah. I, I mean, just for instance, I'm not saying that it is this. If you go to a poetry event, you, you, you're kind of going to know who you're going to see there.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. 100 percent. And of like and I'll say this uh, uh, like about local poetry. Um, there are lots of talented poets and I love be- I, I lo- and I love I, I do a little poetry myself and I love reading at them. Um, they're specifically poets that all read with each other. And they don't really reach out to the other poets that are out there. They all know that they're out there. It's not like the, the, the that we have such a large scene and there's not enough coverage of everybody that they've never heard of these other writers or poets before. But it seems that you go to these readings and a lot of times it's the same couple of people reading together over and over. And that's all well and good, but you're only going to reach your certain audience. and You're that probably only going to get your friends and family. Yeah. And that's kind of the peak. And but, you know, to an extent too, like uh, musicians, for example, I feel um, there's only a certain point where you can you, even even if you try as hard as you can to reach uh, X amount of people, you're only going to hit that limit. And you have to move out of the area to get big and then come back and then people will appreciate you more. And there's a a bunch of examples for that. There's everybody from, you know, the most obvious of Breaking Benjamin Mm -hmm. where, you know, they were playing small clubs and you were only going to get to small club level. Right. Then they got famous nationally. They got signed and they got record label recognition and they got, you know, major label recognition and everything else. Then they came back and they were able to sell the arena you know there's a world now where did all those people come from how come the people that yeah, they well, always the, lived here yeah obviously <laughs> yeah the, these people haven't moved away so, right. so it, it, did all these fans just suddenly come out of the woodwork yeah i think that's exactly what happened i think they they said okay now that they're valid everywhere else now i can appreciate them when they were a local band they're just another local band who gives a shit you know let's, let's well i mean that goes back, back to the the old, that
1: goes back to the old thing where it's like i think it was sinatra who said if you can play scranton you can play anywhere because these guys these guys yep. you know knew New York talent used to come here and try all their stuff out because it was all coal miners and factory workers and very blue collar people who would, you know, who would heckle from the audience, who would give you shit. Mm -hmm. You know, if the joke wasn't funny, not only did they not laugh, they told you it wasn't funny. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So like a lot of people like back in the day honed what they were going to do in, in Northeastern Pennsylvania, (laughs) And then went on the road with it, you know, and that, and and we're, we're a tough town, man. Yeah. But you know what? And in a weird way, it goes back to, to criticism. You know, it's, it's, we're not doing it. I I think the intention is not to hurt you. The intention is to make you funnier or a better musician or a better poet or, you know, a better filmmaker or a better photographer. Like, it's not like, it's never been like. I, I mean, aside from the one album review guy who or gal to
2: review, not a critic.
1: Right. And that's and that's the thing. It's like, you know, who like who tells me that, like, these clothes are cool, like three people in Manhattan. Like, that's who's telling me that they're cool. Like, I can't listen to them.
0: I, I feel like if you're going to do a review or you're going to do any sort of criticism, you have to address That there's both sides and then try to see the value in both of them before you kind of make, you kind of have, that's how you have to analyze it. You you have to see both sides first and then you can kind of pick from those sides. Okay, where do I fall and where do I think the most evidence falls? You
1: can't like, you can't, (laughs) I mean, it would be funny to read it, but you can't, you know, Jimmy would probably like this is that um, you can't be like the entire album shit. Everything's shit. The lyrics are shit. The melodies are shit. Everything's shit. Don't buy it. But the snare sounded really good.
3: Mm-hmm. No, because even if you hate that's I'm not, I don't like a lot of the music that I hear on the radio, but I still listen to it because I think to myself, what about this don't I like and how can I stop myself from creating <laughs> the same errors that in my judgment they made? Yeah. Or like you said there's going to be something about it most likely that you're going to like. So maybe I don't like the song itself, but I might like the structure or I might like the hook or I might like the the combination of electronic and acoustic instruments and there's something to be had from it.
1: Yeah, and educationally.
3: And so if and you, even if you don't aren't entertained by it, you can be you can be educated by it. You can always find something in it. Right. You know whether positive whether you or, like neg- it or not and it goes back to our talk about what is um, criticism. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it doesn't have to be negative. It's not always positive but it could it's just taking a closer look at something and figure out the mechanics of it and how it's working and something and, and, that you can take and apply to your own work. And
1: at the end of the day ours. it's just an opinion. Yeah, right. Absolutely. You know what I mean? It's like It's not necessarily right. No. It's just that's that's the opinion, or I, that's I, I just
2: analysis of the evidence given. But right. I just don't,
1: I just don't like how some of these people now become the gatekeepers for careers. You know what I mean? Yes. Like that really bothers me. Yep. You know, because that's
2: the system we have, though.
1: I know, mm-hmm. and it's really shitty. You know, like if if like I don't think you would ever write a review that's like that shit. No, you know what I mean, like you'd you'd find the intrinsic value of it. You'd find like you know. And, and that's the other thing like people don't realize is like, when, you know, when you, when you listen to an album that, you know, is, isn't on par with what you like or if you if you see, you know, like I really hate when people call movies like that bombed at the box office. Yeah. Well, you know, there's a thousand people who are willing to pay their family because of that movie. Like people worked months and even years on that and and literally the judgment of it. Like, can you imagine that working for years on something and your judgment is based on a 90 minute to two hour screening of it? Right. Like you're, you're now being, it's, it's, it's being compacted all the way down to this and it's either, it's either good or it's bad. And that's it. Like there's nothing in between, like people who are criticizing interstellar right now, like it's not like number one, you're overanalyzing it. And number two, if you underanalyze it, it's, 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 it's very thought provoking. It's very interesting. It's very, you know, whether or not the stars are in the right position is not something that's going to quantify whether the movie is good or bad. Yep, And it's all subjective. Like, you know what I mean? Like art is poetry. And the other thing is art is everywhere. Everything you're sitting on, every microphone stand, every stitch of carpet, you know, the ceiling tiles, the cars, like somebody designed that. Somebody thought that up.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, so when people go like, oh, I'm not really an artist. Like you're an electrician. Of course you are. Like you, you can do that. You know, that take, that's a skill, sir. Like you have to really think outside the box to do that. Well, or Jimmy I, on his iPhone,
0: I've found in, in all the store, the, the, the thing that I, right I, in, I, I, in the, the last time. couple of years I've pushed towards, you know, I've, I've kind of gotten more out of news and more into arts and entertainment and, you know, I've, I've really, I really enjoyed it. And the the thing that I like doing about it is I'm able to kind of capture people's personalities a little bit more and talk about who they are as people and, and I think describe especially them a little now bit. More. you can too. Yeah, more so than ever. I can kind of I can describe their little quirks and mannerisms or what my impression is of them to give the reader like a sense of oh, I'm sitting right here with this guy and, and this is the impression that I would get from him right. if I was the one sitting here talking to this guy for the first time and not knowing much about him or the background. And it's a matter of just doing that without having any sort of, uh, you know, preconceived notion. Like, like I, recently we did a a very in-depth article. Uh, it it was ridiculously long, but I felt that it kind of deserved it. And it was about, um, electronic music in Northeast PA. And, uh, I, I, it was weird that to me, uh, these people came to me and they said, um, We're reaching out to you, not only because we like what you're doing with the site, but um, no one around here will talk to us. We've reached out to the arts and entertainment papers. We've reached out to the newspapers. No one wants to talk to us just because they just they either don't like it or they just ignore us because we're just lost in the shuffle. Like like a
1: big capitalized underlined. No one will talk to us.
0: Yeah, they just they've they and and seeing this guy's enthusiasm, I believe him that he actually went out and really tried to get people to remotely pay attention to what was going on here. And so he uh, he described to me what he was doing. And it was it was not just uh, like top what we think of top 40 electronic music. This is industrial ambient soundscape stuff that's big in a lot of clubs and a lot of major cities that is virtually almost unheard of in this area for some reason or another. It just hasn't caught on here, but maybe that goes back to just us being behind the times. And, well, it's not Chingy or Wiz Khalifa. Yeah, so unfortunately, it just it just doesn't get paid attention to, and they have a hard time bringing into the local music scene because all the local music scene is bands. Even if they're original bands, they don't quite see the value in somebody sitting behind a laptop. They think you have to have a guitar in your hand to make real music, and you're not a real musician if you're sitting behind a laptop pressing buttons, and, or they think that it's uh, pre-programmed, that it's a DJ thing, which it's not. It it's it's stuff that they actually have to play live, and that sometimes the songs sound differently every single time they play them because they try different things or they move with the groove of the audience or whatever. And so they formed uh, what they call the tribe, a NEPA Electro Tribe, is what they call themselves. And there's 13 members now, and there's they found other people that were into the same stuff that they were into, and so they all got together and said, well, we'll form our own scene. You know, if we can't get in this scene will form our own scene so they they've been playing these small underground shows at places we all know uh, wh- whether it's the the Keys in downtown Scranton or uh, NEPA Tattoo Club in Pittston uh, they played the Rattler in Pittston when that was there. Um, they've played a lot of venues that people know, but maybe they haven't heard of the shows themselves because right. they weren't promoted at all. Or, you know, people just kind of showed up wondering, eh, what's this? You know, or whatever. They played with other bands so that, that they didn't know what they were in for. They said they've gotten nothing but a positive response. Every venue they've played at has asked them to come back. Um, the, for them, They said there are some people who are confused by it. There are some people who think they're DJs and they, they ask them to, like, they take requests like they're trying to play you know they'll come up to like
3: this this woman could we hear some phil collins
0: yeah there was there was a woman who went up to this she was playing industrial music and she goes do you have any green day (laughs) no yes actually did like yeah and she's like um how do i do this cordially I not only do I not have that on here, but that's not what I'm doing. And, and she's like, she just patted her on the head and went, okay, honey, you play what you want to play. Like really condescendingly, you know, really? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's funny little stories like that that to to me are worth telling. I think that's great.
2: It's like 1520 Sedgwick Avenue. (laughs) The birthplace of hip hop in the community room. Where Cool Herc was doing those little shows with the with just the people of the of the of the apartment. Oh, I heard building. you talking about this sure. the,
1: the birth of hip hop. Yeah, the birth yeah. of
2: hip hop happened in a basement at fifteen twenty Cedric Avenue in Brooklyn.
1: And then and then that guy's still there.
2: Yeah, actually, unfortunately. Yeah, the
0: creator of <laughs> Cool hip-hop. Hark, Yeah. Yeah, getting no no credit whatsoever. Well, he gets
2: the credit, but he didn't get the he he wasn't one of the manufactured. Uh, mm. uh, this is a whole other tangent that we could go on but sure this tribe sounds very promising because this is what's happening now yeah or is going to happen because it's Mm -hmm. it's still kind of
1: yeah was your perception totally changed Um, pre-interview and post-interview
2: to to an extent because
0: um I I felt like first when when they told me this the basic you know premise of what they wanted to talk about, I was like okay yeah I'm I'm interested I'd like to I'd like to explore this I think it's something that people haven't talked about. And then when I got there, um, the conversation definitely went on for longer than I expected. And I learned more. And then that made me want to write a longer, more detailed story than I had originally intended to write. So it took me a few, like for a few weeks, they were like, hey, are you going to write this story or what? And I'm like, <laughs> it's coming. I'm just, it's taking me more, like a longer I'm time. Than I was trying to wrap my head
1: around this.
0: Right. Because I was trying to explain it to people who hadn't heard this music before. So I was trying to, to you know, Introduce it to the area and say, you know, not only has this not been talked about, but um, it's not nece- it's not necessarily something new. It's something that is done in other cities. It's just we haven't caught on to it yet and they've been doing it for about a year now like publicly they've been doing it because most of them were internet artists they released album after album online some of them have you know 15-20 albums that they just put out you know Holy every couple months I mean they're very productive because they're doing it all in their, their homes in their their bedroom their basement whatever and they're producing it all on their laptop with one or two programs and then just putting it out and then working on the next one they're, they're not having to tour or play the album over and over again, or play certain songs or things like that. It's not the same type of music. So it's not the same format that you would think of. And so they, they, uh, they put these albums out and they get an audience across the world. They have people, you know, everywhere, you know, from Europe to Brazil to wherever uh, listening to their music. And nobody in their own hometown even knows they exist. And to me, that was just interesting. That, to me, that's
1: interesting. You know, that
0: they're they're making this music right here in Scranton or Wilkes-Barre or Pittston or wherever. And uh, we as citizens aren't paying attention to it, um, and now they're trying to get our attention, and they still can't get our attention. You Isn't know, that, that amazing
1: that they have the attention? It's it's always like you want to go, you you always want the the satisfaction of the home, mm. like you everywhere else recognizes you and you're cool everywhere else, but you're still like, will you like me here? Yeah, you know what I mean, and 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 and, and it doesn't happen, and it's really. And it goes it goes back to a lot of uh, the like the it's
0: not just, you know, Breaking Bennett's everybody from the men zingers to motionless and white, you know, no matter what the or genre bands is. that a lot
1: of people don't know about.
0: Yeah, they, they still don't know they exist here. Right. And yet they're from the area and they're on major labels with huge success around the world. And. People still they they either don't care here they're just completely dismissive of it. Like there's like I found like I did a, a really big story. Uh, on motionless and white a while ago and i've interviewed those guys a bunch of times and they're they're wonderful guys and uh i think they put out some cool music it's different and uh, they uh, they have that that goth look to them you know yeah. they all wear the, the white makeup and the dark hair and everything and just because of that northeast pa as a whole has completely dismissed them they just will not pay. Like they, they said we. To this day, we still don't get respect in Northeast PA. We can go across the world and get respect pretty much anywhere else. But on a
1: phone call, they sound like normal people.
0: Uh, completely, you know. And it's, they're not even the, the funny thing is they're not even bitter about it. Like they're not mad. They're not like yelling about it. They're not trash talking the area. They're just,
1: it's just it. Just is what it is.
0: It is what it is. Exactly. So there's disappointed
3: cool. in you. You're disappointed in no, me. That's just what it is. It's like <laughs> when your parents are, I'm just disappointed. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Yeah. All right.
1: So what, um, I think, I, I think we're over an hour, right? Yeah, we're Jim? probably over we're
3: about, uh, two hours. Oh, good. The first
1: one is going to be incredibly boring.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we're talking about six minute attention spans. Well, the, the, the thing is too, is, uh, you know, once you get on one of these, you're oh, going you to go forever. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um. So the, the, the goal is for, for the future and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, is like, you know, uh, to, to, to try to stay local, to also try to stay topical, to also try to stay, um, you know, if there's like a world issue or something like that, you know, Yep. We can discuss it, and we can have you know. I think I think everybody involved here has different degrees of a, of differing opinions. I don't think there's anything that any of us can yeah, totally one hundred percent be like.
0: Yeah, I think on a general level we
1: agree on a lot of things.
0: Right. So we have s- similar worldviews, but I think yeah, there's right, definitely there's, things there's be things, we're things gonna
1: gonna we're gonna, we we disagree on. Yep. Um, and the other thing is is um, so we'll have we're gonna try to have guests, you know, so people who are you know, Tom, Lauren, am I boring you? No. <laughs> are you over?
2: maybe <laughs> I'm looking forward to the in the guests. last 30
1: seconds um, Lauren has made an entire scarf <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing she might have been making it the whole time and we didn't know we weren't even paying attention Yeah, because because we, we, we were busy going off on crazy tangents and right. I'm
2: on the other side of the room I like
1: yeah. it this way though I think we should stay apart I, I think we should be further apart okay. for the next one like maybe I'll go in there okay and that way everybody can like hate me through a window which is fine because we love jimmy through a window but we can hate me through a window right right so like what so like what like what do you what do you look forward to or expect us to do in the next coming we're going to try to do this weekly, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to, i like to Hopefully do it. Hopefully we can get it out
1: like every Tuesday morning or something. Yeah. 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 I think so.
0: Um, and I, I just like us to, to just talk about some topics that you're not going to hear on maybe the conventional radio or right. things like that. Um, that you're not going to hear about in, in some of the papers and stuff. And I'd like to, you know, tie it back to the site in some form or another, you know, if it's stuff that we talked about or, you know, stuff that we wrote about on the site or whatever, and we can get a little more in depth or, you know, tell you a little bit about how we do things behind the scenes, that. That might like be that.
1: cool sometimes if you have like a feature article or something, maybe we can get.
0: Yeah, exactly. We could just talk about those things, uh, you know, and yeah, I think we can get on those, those bigger topics too, uh, you know, those worldwide topics and things. But, uh, you know, not they, i think keep it local too you know i think that's that's the main thing is is
1: to uh support the area in any way we can and jimmy one of these will
3: definitely be a conspiracy theory one i would love that it'll <laughs> give me two hours to just speak and not let anyone else because <laughs> <laughs> i have the mute buttons in here
1: <laughs> oh do you really <laughs> <laughs> oh that's evil jimmy would do there it yeah. I he'd he be would. like we oh, should we jimmy, should... you
2: wouldn't mute me though on the conspiracy would i have theory.
3: someone as a well it would be awesome like
1: we have to you know what that might be our christmas our christmas gift podcast is to go through
3: theory on everything and the chipmunks everything Uh, we'll do we'll do we'll try to we'll try to
1: prove or disprove every conspiracy theory there is out there okay are you down
3: yeah,
0: I I have to. I'm just excited to have Jimmy on. Period. I didn't even know he was going to be a part of this I'm thing. I'm excited. No. we came in tonight.
1: No, I, I have a plan, man. You know, <laughs> I, I I love
3: that. So yeah, well, we're I didn't know look either until it. Mark introduced me because I was just kind of sitting here trying not to make noise into the mic. <laughs> <laughs> For a little while little and, and then he chastises me for not introducing you
0: as if I was supposed to know. So you didn't even know, but I was, I was supposed to know. See,
1: I know. but like the thing is, is like, and I've told Lauren this, like, for, and I've, I think I've told you this where I, where I expect people to understand what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's a total impossibility. What well, about maybe your, your whole was...
3: strategy was to put a microphone in here live so it would stop yeah. me from fidgeting and being antsy like I usually am. And we intended for you to
2: be on the show entirely.
3: <laughs> so, yeah. You and I talked about this, yeah. right? Yeah, Laura no, knew. Just <laughs> but Jimmy would. Jimmy would totally be
1: in there. You know. Hashtagging shit I'm trying
3: to But my app keeps crashing That's why I'm so disgusted in here So Jimmy
1: Jimmy will be the angry guy That will You know Right before we go on
3: I'll unplug the router I've been trying to put One photo on Instagram For the last 45 minutes here (laughs) What's the photo of? It's just you guys Sitting on the couch And and (laughs) I get like The whole description typed And then I try to share it On my Flickr account And the thing Just completely closes It happened to me Three times already that's why I'm in here making faces and I'm getting a little sweaty because it's really hot in here because I have the door closed. All
1: right. So till next time, man, we're, we're good. You're happy. Everything's going well. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. All uh, right. So this, cool. this will be a good time. So uh, sign us out, man. You know what you're doing. All right. Well,
0: uh, you know, check us out uh, every single day on Uh uh, we uh, we update every, uh, we update all the time on our uh, social networks as well. We're facebook.com slash NEPACene, twitter.com slash NEPACene, Instagram, same thing. Uh, Remember and- to tag them, Jim, in that
1: photo that won't upload.
3: Okay. Yes, please do. No, I, that's what I've been trying to do. I have a whole nice thing I'm putting down here and it just keeps erasing and evaporating.
1: and
0: tell us what you think you know we want to hear your your your, uh your feedback uh constructive criticism yeah well like you know what's what's funny is because we've had that positive attitude on the site pretty much every comment i've ever gotten whether it's email or on the site or whatever has been positive there's almost no negativity which is wonderful
1: i have that horrible fear about me i just i just you might not lauren do you have it what fear that like people aren't gonna like something
2: not everyone's gonna like you.
1: I'm not worried. I know that. I just don't want to know that.
2: Oh, but knowing makes you better.
1: <laughs> thanks for thanks for nodding, Jim.
2: <laughs> if you know your flaws, you can you can improve upon them. Maybe they're not flaws. Maybe they are.
1: Maybe they're just you know
2: p- you know Maybe you personality can that traits. We are, all, we are all deeply flawed individuals, and have something better to strive for.
1: All right. So the Nietzsche podcast is going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you. Yes. Thank Thank you for listening. If you've gotten this far,
0: I, I commend you. <laughs> Jimmy has
1: it and he's even on it.
0: And uh, I mean, we'll, we'll try to keep them shorter in the future, but you know,
1: maybe people want, oh, something a little bit more detailed. Well, this is the long, first one. So. Yeah, yeah. This is yeah, the first one we're still introducing. We'll so. get a clock. No, that's when, like when people go like, you know, is the, you know, is it too long? And I'm like. Wait, let's.
3: (laughs) That's why they invented the fast forward button, just in case. You know, know, know.
1: the other thing, it's as long as it needs to be. Yes, exactly. So there's not going to be. Yeah, I don't want to cut anybody off either. Yeah. So. Especially if we have a guest. Let's try to get a guest next week. What do you think?
2: I want a guest next week.
1: All right. And Lauren gets what she wants. So. (laughs) All All right. right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Good night and good luck.